0: Thank <music> you. What's happening everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide and tonight I am all alone. I gave everybody the night off pretty much. Um, you know, they deserve it. I mean, I probably do too, but whatever. Somebody's got to run the show. But I am, I am joined by a friend of mine, uh, Mr. John Friend, editor-in-chief of the Barnes Review magazine. How you doing, sir?
1: And also, Good, man. Good I forgot, man.
0: also the host of the Realist Report. I almost forgot your podcast. What's up, man?
1: Yeah. Oh, nothing much, man. It's good to uh, connect with you again. I know you've been a guest on my program a couple times now, and it's uh it's been a few months, so it's good to good to catch up with you. I, I love the Paranormies. I listen to pretty much every episode you guys do. Sweet. Some uh yeah, some very fascinating, mind bending topics. Topics I'm still trying to wrap my mind around. To be honest <laughs> with you, at least some of them.
0: So Me yeah, too. you guys are To, be, on- to uh, be honest, I do eating- too. too.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think probably everybody at at, at least, when it comes to certain topics, you know, some of this stuff is just far out there and very very intriguing. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, no, I'm 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 glad you guys are doing what you're doing because you guys really are like on the front lines of pushing the discourse and exploring alternative topics and alternative history, and it's it's just great, man. I don't know of any other any other podcast out there, at least that I follow that that is really doing what you're doing. So keep up the great work. And yeah, it's, it's good to, good to connect with you. I know we've uh, kind of been in touch over the years, but it's always good to, to catch up.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for the, uh, for the praise for the show. Appreciate that. Um, we, we do what we can. We, 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 we are as open minded as possible without letting our brains fall out around here is how we, how we do it. Right. Uh, Yeah. And again, like you said, (laughs) some of these topics in order to wrap your head around it, you have to have a very open mind because some of the cognitive dissonance that we get struck with on a regular basis when, when, you know, looking at alternative history or um, quote conspiracy theories or whatever, any of that kind of stuff, it's, it's like, Whoa, you know, there's those roadblocks that we've been programmed to have that we have to overcome constantly.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think once one of them breaks down and you really grasp like how deeply we've been lied to about virtually everything, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least that's how it was for me. And I think that's how it is for most people that sort of get into this sort of, this sort of mindset, this sort of, you know, this movement of ours, I guess, you know, you can really entertain pretty much any idea. And that's, that's really what I've been doing this entire time that I've been on the internet exploring these (laughs) subjects and that's pushing almost Josh, like Oh, definitely over 10 years, probably closer to 12 or 13. Um, and by the way, I should mention, um, you said, I, I, I don't know exactly how you describe me. But I, I'm the assistant editor of the Barnes Review. Oh, History I thought you
0: were the editor. I, I promoted I'm, you. Sorry.
1: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's a, that's quite all right. No, I'm the assistant editor of the Barnes Review. Paul Angel is the executive editor, and he's been doing that for a number of years. And the Barnes Review is a bi-monthly print um, revisionist History Magazine is probably one of the last ones in publication, definitely in America that I know of, anyways. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we cover all sorts of interesting aspects of history. It's you know, a, a lot of it's related to World War II, American history, the Civil War. Um, but yeah, we we get into all sorts of interesting aspects of history. Revisionist. Aspects of history, and there are a lot of aspects of history that need to be revised, <laughs> as as you well know. Indeed. So, um, yeah, that that's that's something I'm involved with. I'm also a regular reporter and also um, an editor for American Free Press, the uh, biweekly national print newspaper. So these are two print publications that it's amazing that we're even still able to to do this in the you know in 2023. You know, there's not many print publications out there. Certainly, alternative, independent print publications so yeah that's something that i think is is really cool and i've always been like a big you know newspaper nerd i remember waking up and reading the newspaper from front to back you know in 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 my local hometown when i was like in high school and stuff Mm -hmm. so i've always been you know really interested in uh in newspapers and, and and just journalism in general, so it's really quite an honor to be to be you know associated and affiliated with these uh, print publications. And then also, you mentioned uh, my website. Yeah, the website, therealistreport.com. dot com. That's where you can find all my podcasts. I do podcasts for American Free Press and also for the Barnes Review, where I'll interview um, regular contributors or reporters or even just special guests. Um, so you can find all of that over at therealistreport.com. RealistReport.com. I had a pretty extensive. Archive on my website at one point, I originally started a blog back in like two thousand and nine mm-hmm. and I started doing podcasts in like two thousand and twelve um, and I had a whole archive on TalkShoe, which is a you know it's like a free platform where you can you can do like live shows like live recorded calls and stuff like that and I had a huge archive on on TalkShoe, and it just got totally deleted. My original blog on Google got totally deleted so I've been shut down and and censored a number of times over the years, as <laughs> as most of us have. Oh at this yeah, point. But I still got a pretty legit archive over at therealistreport.com. dot com, and um, yeah, man, I don't know uh, where you want to start. If you want me to tell you a little bit about my background and stuff like that, or you know, my red pill process, I think that might be a, a good way to get into this. Yeah, because I don't know, I don't know if we've ever actually done that.
0: I I don't know. Um...
1: Now, how, did, can I ask you a question, actually? Because sure. I know we we originally connected on Facebook. Mm-hmm. When was that? Was that like 2014?
0: At least I think it was 2014. Because that was the same time I met a lot of people. Um, I met I met Alt Skull before he was ever Alt Skull. I met him as his yeah. his normie. like I was just a normie out there at the time. Just you know, just my normie name, my normie picture uh sharing um Smoloko Jew memes you know i i was well. we talked about i think we talked about this i've always been red pilled on Jews like you grow up around West Hartford Connecticut you you know a lot about the Jews you know um
1: you, interesting okay yeah no I, i've heard you yeah i've heard you definitely talk about oh, that oh
0: come on sure. man i mean like i grew yeah. up around some, it's like i mean i don't want to steal anthony jeselman's joke but like 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 you know i kind of grew up around him and i'm 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 not a holocaust denier i'm just surprised it only happened once <laughs> you know, like
1: <laughs> you know, that, that's interesting you say that because um I actually had a really good friend in like in high school, like even in junior high and high school and into college, uh that that was Jewish. And we you know, th- there were some other Jews that went to the same high school that I did. Mm-hmm. And me too. Um I always noticed like that there was something like not even I don't I don't know how the best way to put this. There was always just something like different about the Jews. Like they were very um they were all very smart, they were all pretty mm-hmm. wealthy, mm-hmm. they all had good connections, they all had Um, they all got like scholarships to go to school and stuff like that. So I was like, man, what is up with this? And then, um, you know, you you start looking into it and it's like, ah, okay. Things start to make a lot more sense. So
0: the girls, the girls were always extra slutty. I remember oh, the Jewish
1: uh, girls. The not, Ju- oh. not in my well. I grew I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. So oh, okay, they, yeah, they might have been a little bit different in in this neck of the woods the, compared the, to the Japs, Connecticut. Yeah, the Japs
0: and well, you, that's the thing. Like if you date a girl from West Hartford, she's either Puerto Rican, Polish, or Jewish. You don't you don't get much of a choice.
2: So mm,
1: interesting. There it. wasn't very many. I mean, there was probably a handful. Like maybe. Oh, I don't even know. I'd probably say like maybe 20, maybe 30, maybe not even that many. There wasn't too many, but I was, I mean, you know, they they were all, like I said, all very smart, Mm -hmm. you know, had had good Mm -hmm. families and stuff like that. And, you know, we're all, all very connected and and very driven and motivated and, you know, impressive people. And, um, you know, I haven't seen or talked to any of them in years, but, you know, it was just something that, that sort of stood out and I recognized, you know, back then. Mm -hmm. And then, Sort of, you know, red pilling myself about the Jews and learning about their <laughs> history and things like that, and just how much power and influence they had in the country was really eye opening, and it really started to make a lot of sense. So, yeah.
0: Um, but you know, yeah, like I said, growing up around them, and and then finding out later on that my intuition was correct, and the stuff my dad said was not incorrect. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like st- like stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Unfortunately you know, there's a lot of truth to them. And again, like I like to say, stereotypes save time. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so moving, moving on. So like I, so you grew up, you didn't grow up around a whole lot of that stuff. So you grew up in, in Nebraska, man. Uh, I've been through Nebraska. It's pretty, pretty, pretty much like Kansas, as far as I can tell.
1: Yeah. It's very, um, you know, it's, it was a good place to grow up. I mean, I'm, I don't know. The, the, my my big thing is is the weather and the scenery. There, the the weather here can be very very bad, especially in the winter. Mm. Um, and there's not much to look at. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no mountains, there's no oceans, obviously. So the the scenery isn't isn't anything to speak of. The weather can can suck and be very depressing and gray and cold and windy and just frankly miserable. But. Overall it's a decent place. I mean Omaha's a, a decent town. There's there's stuff to do, there's some good restaurants and stuff like that, but it's just tough. I mean, I think that was a big reason why I wanted to to move out of Omaha like as soon as I could. And um, you know, when I was like in high school and stuff, mm-hmm. I you know, I had traveled, I'd been to Chicago, I'd been to Los Angeles, I'd been, you know, other places, and then in college I traveled quite a bit more. Studied abroad a couple times, so I really kind of got to start exploring the world, start exploring the country. And I realized, wow, there's a lot out there and I want to see as much of it as I can. And, um, I actually graduated college. Uh, I went to the university of Nebraska here in Omaha in, uh, the fall of 2008. And this was right during the financial crisis. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, at the time I wasn't, I mean, I, I definitely wasn't red pilled on Jews or race or nine 11 or anything like that, but I was definitely moving in that direction very, very quickly <laughs> The uh, that the whole like final semester of college was, I mean, I, I, I could say frankly it was very like radicalizing. It was a very radicalizing process for me. I mean, I, I'm witnessing in real time all these crooked banks and their corrupt CEOs, who you know, it turns out most of them were Jewish, by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, getting getting get, get, yeah yeah getting bailed out while the public got nothing. And many homeowners, and you know, investors, and retirees were getting screwed in the process. You know, including you know some people that I knew. So mm-hmm. it was like very, very eye opening and just enraging. I mean, seeing this, and I kind of got into like uh, third party politics. Um, I, I actually got my I got my own like my my first uh, personal laptop shortly after graduating college. Uh, you know, it's funny I get a laptop after I graduate college, right? <laughs> But um, I ended up uh, getting one, and, and that really allowed me to explore, you know, other topics that you know I could basically pursue my own intellectual and historical interests. And um, you know, I quickly discovered blogs, and I was reading like Glenn Greenwald and um, watching Democracy Now. Uh, you know, of course, to like progressive Jewish journalists that actually do a lot of work, but they certainly are major gatekeepers. So I basically kind of began as like an anti-war progressive type. I was very much like against Wall Street and the war machine and U.S. foreign policy. The war in Iraq was raging at the time. I was learning about how we were torturing people over there in like right. Guantanamo Bay and all this other stuff. And I was right, just right, like, right, right. I saw Man. the pictures of the
0: human pyramid they made with the girl making this. Right. Remember those? Remember those? Those. Uh, yeah. That was in Guantanamo. That was Abu Ghraib.
1: Be, yeah, and that was, I think, in Afghanistan. But, those, yeah, right. but yeah. still,
0: we were torturing yeah, these no, poor there Iraqis and these poor Afghanis in this, yeah, in the in the in the prison there. That. Uh.
1: Well, and even even like all of the all the lies associated with the war to begin with. I mean, the right. weapons of mass destruction. I mean, and this was even before. Yellowcake. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> and 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 I saw through all this bullshit. You know, even before I even started looking into 9-11, which was really the impetus for all this. You know, madness that the, these foreign wars overseas. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that was kind of my mindset. You know, I I, I saw right through the whole two party system. I mean, I remember back then uh, was when Obama you know kind of came on the the political scene at least on a on a major national scale and i was just like who where did this guy come from like how was he all of a sudden like running for president speaking everywhere you know getting all this media attention so i was like very very skeptical of obama and you know i was like looking into who was funding him and the people behind him and it was like all these corporate people and you know Jews, of course. Uh, you know really behind the whole thing. I didn't know that at the time, of course. But you know, I, I saw just how corrupt the whole system was. I remember I was like a big uh, Ralph Nader supporter at one point, like back then. You know, I just I, I would I wanted to vote for anybody but anybody the but major, the establishment, but the major two party system. Yeah, right, like right, e- either right. either major political party.
0: I was the same way. Um, I was an Adam yeah. Kokesh stoner anarchist. Like, we'll vote for anybody except for Bush. Yeah, Bush did nine eleven. I started off there
1: yeah, I remember coming across his work back then too, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, well, and that was another thing was like just realizing like the role that the mass media plays in mm-hmm. perpetuating this totally evil backwards system.
0: oh yeah, well, that's that became that's very something very, that clear that's something that we can talk about. the fact that most of these huge crises that we we run into, uh, whether it be covid nine eleven, um the land, it's not a crisis, but these huge things, uh, these huge events. Uh, the is moon landing psyops. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. all psyops, and they're all media operations. Every single one of them is a huge media operation. You've had, you've talked to Simon Shack many times. You've had him on your show. You've talked to him. Uh, we've had him on our show. He is the probably the definitive word on the media fakery that is nine eleven.
1: Oh absolutely, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and that was what was kind of unique about my journey is that like when i so I, I graduated college and I moved to San Diego, mm-hmm. and like right away I came across the nine eleven truth group there, and they ended up having like one of the most like dedicated um and like just per, almost like i'd say professional i mean these guys were super super organized, they always had a regular monthly meeting they were when having was speakers, this what yours was this? Uh, I moved to San Diego in in July of two thousand nine.
0: Okay, so I was already yeah. all right. I was already up in Berkeley doing my nine eleven truth type stuff up there too. Okay, so this is around the same time. Yeah, yeah. in California there was there was a pretty decent sized nine eleven truth movement in North and South Carolina, uh, California, Northern and Southern California.
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, we are change. L A had a big group. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't think back then. I didn't really um get involved with We Are Change LA but I do remember them like doing events and and right. organizing protests and stuff. They did, they did the I, same did, thing did, in the bay do area. Do you remember Yeah, okay. Do, do you remember a guy named Zan Overall? No. Oh man, I'm sure you ran into him or came across just, him at, at, I mean, at some point
0: over, okay. over the Go years.
1: Ahead. Yeah. Oh, I got some I got a bunch of stuff on my website. Uh it's it's I mean from back then it's it's pretty old. He was this very older guy like when I first met him I think he was in his 80s. How do you spell his and, name? Z a n, Zan, Zan mm-hmm. and then overall, o v e r a l l. Oh, Zan, overall, nothing. He, he was just this total champ that would go out there by himself with these big signs, you know, like Jews did 9/11, and Sandy Hook was a hoax, and like, you know, he was just out there like by himself. You know, he'd go and protest the Oscars every year by himself about how Jewish Hollywood is promoting. Oh wow! You know, more Holocaust propaganda, and you know. He's you know no more wars for Israel. He was like a total like just one man operation, and I ended up meeting him. I met a lot of people through nine eleven truth in San Diego. He was actually in Los Angeles though, so I you know I, I ended up would you know I drive. Okay, up he's there an author. Once in a no, he wasn't an author. No? He was uh, he was actually a musician.
0: Huh. Says so Zan is and working he, with Bradley R. Smith. Blah blah blah. Never mind that he's eighty seven years old in two thousand twelve. Who shows up? Yeah, he shows up at such venues as the Academy Awards Ceremonies and the Stephen Wise Temple with placards and leaflets about gas chambers, 9-11, and the USS Liberty. He confronts yeah, Jewish Orthodoxy <laughs> in such enterprises as the Jewish Edited, the Tablet, and New Voices, Jewish National Student Magazine. That's, yeah, so this is the guy, Zan Overall.
1: Yeah. And and he did it. um, I mean, he was like kind of like the GDL, like before the GDL was around and he did it in a, you know, in a pretty respectful way, too.
0: Right. Well, that's back to the GDL thing, man. Looking at what Handsome Truth did, John Mineta, by the way, Mineta uh, reminds you of Norm Mineta, who is Filipino, Norm Mineta uh, Airport in San Jose. He was the guy who he was the guy who talked in the uh, whatever hit the Pentagon.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. OK. I was going to say, wasn't he involved like in 9-11? He's somehow? the one that name.
0: He, he's the one who uh, gives the gives the testimony where he's like, do the orders still stand? And Dick Cheney said, God damn it. Did I say the orders don't stand or some shit like that? Remember?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. That's yeah, Norm
0: right. Mineta that gives that testimony. It's a, So in for that for that uh, act, you know, for performing there, they gave him an airport in San Jose.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. how typical of yep. this gay American. That's empire. what they do, yeah. dude. They name stuff. Like, yeah. look at the stuff that the the, um, the most despicable people get get you know get their. Well, actually, in San Diego, we had a Charles Lindbergh Airfield, which right. I'm sure that they're trying to get rid of it. I mean, I know there were campaigns, there have been campaigns to get that airport renamed, yeah, I but I think it's racist. still, I think it's still Lindbergh Field. Yeah. But um, so yeah, hopefully that doesn't change. But um. But anyway, so, you, but yeah, no, you, so, so you, yeah. that's how you got Dan, into this, Dan was the man. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. So you got into 9 in in San Diego in like 2009. Okay.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And I had kind of like just – I had never even thought about 9-11, honestly. Like I remember just seeing the group. Like I was looking for like sort of some sort of activist group or some sort of discussion group that I could get involved with because I was like, you know, like most people you meet or most of your friends and stuff, nobody wants to sit around and talk about politics, at least in a serious way. So I was looking for some sort of group that I could, you know, go meet up with and, and you know, maybe connect with some people. And that was the first one I came across. And this was like literally like the first or second week I was in San Diego.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was like, oh wow, this looks interesting. And you know, they had a little advertisement in like the local, uh, um, like the City Weekly or whatever it was. You know, like the little alternative, uh, you know, local. Local magazine that had like all the concerts and the events coming up and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So um, anyways, I ended up uh, coming across this group and, and I started going to their meetings. And the first one I went to was actually Dylan Avery gave a presentation and uh, we watched his documentary 9-11. Was it Loose Change?
0: Yes, that is, yeah. that is yeah loose change. Uh, right. Dylan Avery, you said is this, yeah that's right.
1: Yeah, Dylan Avery. Yeah, and he, and he spoke and like we had a q a and afterwards, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I it came to to figure out that you know there's a lot of gatekeeping in oh absolutely. And, I, and Dylan Avery, I think if I'm not mistaken, gosh, he, he might even be Jewish himself. He, he is. I know there was okay. I was gonna say I know there was a lot of people back then that were. Um, major major gatekeepers when it came to 911. Well, I mean, you couldn't you could not talk about Israel's role no. and you definitely couldn't talk about media fakery. No. Those absolutely. were like the two Well, and see that was what was so interesting to me was because I was just trying to figure out what the hell happened and who was responsible. I was like, look, it's clear that the official narrative is just total bullshit. It's been used to justify this totally evil and criminal and insane and un-American foreign policy overseas you know, who's behind it? Why? How did they do it? And once you start getting into those questions and pursue it, you know, honestly and sincerely, you will come to realize that it was Jews from start to finish that were behind 9-11 and the media played the central role. 9-11 was one of the biggest psyops well i mean covid is probably surpassing 9-11 at this point well, but
0: it was the biggest psyop in american history covid is the big one in the world around the um right around the globe
1: well like and, people, and also yeah. 9-11 was was unique in the fact that it was like a one-time like one day event mm-hmm. right or even like a matter of hours it was you know but well it, was, the a, way it, was, it was, was a huge
0: tragedy like like uh, a pearl harbor you know like it was a huge event like we got we got struck by an enemy you know it was a terrorist attack.
1: Well, and these Jews were even writing policy papers talking about the need for a new Pearl Harbor, right? I mean, to kickstart this global war on terrorism that they had been planning from the night, you know, going back to like the late
0: 1970s. It, no, even well before that. Because
1: probably the, even before that, yeah. The building I mean, came for, down for in many, many years. the
0: building, the building went up 33 years before that. It was if you follow, I mean, if you follow the 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 pattern, the, the theories here that that building was built to be taken down when it was taken down because it was like 33 years you know all their numerology and oh stuff.
1: The, the numerology associated with it yeah, yeah no, i mean that, the that fact would that not surprise me
0: they're, they're, that most of the building was completely empty devoid of even floors that why there that's why there wasn't a giant pile of rubble uh, because the buildings were like like we discussed with simon uh, those buildings were taken down in just regular demolition style just you know just regular demolition that's why that's why all those girders were cut at a 45 because they were literally cut at, at you know with thermite that's literally how they did it they demolished the building before they started televising the media fakery
1: well yeah the, yeah i i i tend to, i i i think that's probably the best way to look at it well and see th- this is what i noticed is that th- this angle of 911 the whole media fakery angle um I mean I remember watching September Clues like god it literally like maybe 2 months or 3 months after I started looking into 911 and I found it totally convincing right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I was like wow like I mean if you if anybody who's honest sits down and watches September Clues you have to recognize that what was broadcast it's fake. on the news, on the news, you know, in the news media that day is fake. Yeah. And so the whole, the whole like no plane idea, which I don't even think is a very accurate or helpful way of looking at this subject.
0: It's not. Um, and because of the fact that they, they did um, kind of like a, a GDL thing with poisoning the well, and I can't remember the guy's name. But the original No Planes guy, Hans something, I believe his name is. Ni- was, Ni-
1: Nico Hop, I think. Nico yeah. Hop. That's the Nico guy. Hop, yes. Yep.
0: Nico, Hop, Nico or Nico. Yes. Nico Hop. And he's a drug addict weirdo who goes out in public and screams about holograms and No Planes and poisons the well for people like Simon Check.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's and I, but that's and I, like, even be. holograms, that's a bunch of bullshit. Right, at is. least at
0: least. Justification, Dr. Judy Wood, that's all bullshit, like all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing, is they allow, these Jews allow... We we always say they control the official narrative, which they do in the in the mainstream media, and then they control the alternative narrative by having your Nico House and your Judy Woods and your um you know your other all your you know all your nine eleven uh, architects and engineers for nine eleven who want to talk about how you know it wasn't it wasn't planes and blah blah blah. That's fine. That's all well and good, but that's still not getting to the, you know, to the heart of the matter. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. And I tend to think that most of those people probably like genuine, be- genuinely believe what they're saying. And like, sure. they're probably not like direct government agents. Dude, Bob Lazar but, but, believes
0: yeah. what he knows about Bob Lazar believes what he talks about, about area 51, because, you know I mean? He's, he's believes that, right. And he believes what, you know, same thing with these people, these people believe what they, what they are, they're saying, I don't know how they're just, they're just, point, but, they're just you know, wrong and they haven't just,
1: right. connected all the dots. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, and see like, okay. So like the, let's, let's just start. Cause the no plane thing, this was like huge back then. I mean, I remember anytime I talked about this, I would get so much shit, you know, all mm-hmm. the anonymous trolls would come out and start leaving comments and, you know, talking shit and just basically distorting and mischaracterizing what, we were trying to say about 9 sure. 11, about the planes, about the you know the the media's role, the video fakery. So it just became this very misunderstood, misrepresented, misrepresented, and like totally distorted idea about 9 11. And it's actually very simple. Like if you look at the official narrative, it says that four commercial airlines were hijacked. On 9 11 by Arab terrorists connected mm-hmm. to Al Qaeda, right? Of course, right. that's the official story. But there appears to be actually no authentic, legitimate evidence that this happened at all. I mean, all of the evidence is fake. the The cell phone calls from the planes, um, e- even the, the like the planes themselves. Like, and 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 doc, I know you guys have had Doctor Jim Fetzer on, right?
0: Oh, several times
1: yeah and i mean you know he he's i've i've followed his work for years i mean he was like one of the main ones talking about 9 11 back in the day mm-hmm. and he's done a lot of really good work over the years i he don't still always agree he still believes it was
0: like a nuke from outer space though
1: yeah i i know i know <laughs> i know but you know whatever he's but i love i love
0: him to death though. you gotta you gotta love the boomer. guy he's done a lot he's my favorite boomer years. and we've had gary Wayne yeah. on too so that's a tough competition
1: yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's good. And and he's been, you know, he's been on the front lines of, of you know, fighting for free speech mm-hmm. and, and investigating Absolutely. these very controversial topics mm-hmm. from a professional, you know, professional angle. I mean, this guy's probably got, or at, at one point, he probably had an IQ of like 180. I mean, the guy's just brilliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a professional philosopher. He's a critical thinker. He knows, you know, how to think and how to analyze this stuff. And, and he's done a lot of really good work and like the whole, he actually wrote an article. I, I was, I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, let me see if I can find that article. You can actually find it on his website. It's James, I think it's, yeah, jameshfetzer.org. They actually, uh, the, the Jews involved in the whole, uh, Sandy Hook scam mm-hmm. seized his website. And so he had to create a new website with an H between James and Fetzer. It was James, just JamesFetzer.org, right? And that website got seized in the whole Sandy Hook trial and, and all that nonsense. So, anyways, uh, that's that's the uh, that's the website. If you just type in James Fetzer, planes slash no planes and video fakery, he's got this long article like explaining this very very well. And basically, if you look at the like official flight records from the FAA. Mm-hmm. Um, for flights 11 and 77, they were not even scheduled to fly on 9/11. Like the official flights 11 and 77 were not even scheduled to fly on 9/11. Wasn't
0: one of them and even also- scheduled for like maintenance that day?
1: Ooh, that I don't know about.
0: I think one of them. Was Maybe like,
1: I wouldn't this. be surprised. I mean, these and, and you know, the, if you go, anybody that's flown, you go to the airport and you're looking for your flight number. It's all tracked. It's all monitored. It's all very well right. organized. Or at It's least all. It used to they're be. It's on the board of, all over it's the. Airport. Kind, it's kind of falling apart these days, but.
0: Well, everything. <laughs> you know, at, that's another at, thing. Dude, everything's yeah. falling apart nowadays. It's not just. It's not just trains. It's going to be planes falling out of the sky soon
1: yeah no i wouldn't be surprised well especially with all these pilots getting vaxxed
0: oh my goodness and all these, air, and all female these airlines pilots. female pilots yeah
1: and all these airliner or air, airline companies promoting diversity they have like all the it's like an all-black crew now you oh go my god like, dude okay, i'm I not saw, flying on that plane
0: i saw a video where it's like i forgot the word they were using but like we have we have sass we have i don't remember what it was we have sass we have class we have sass we, SAS, we have ass or some shit like that right and it's like and it's the entire crew of this plane, and it's both pilots, it's the, all the flight attendants, it's the people working on the plane. They're all people of color, or there was some uh, some trannies in there too.
1: Oh my god! Of course, well, did, you, did you hear? I know, right?
0: You, you can't he can't forget them now. Uh, did you hear about? Was it like two weeks ago or three weeks ago? A diversity hire got sucked into a turbine. yes oh
1: my god after being warned like numerous times don't step away like get away from this huge engine that's roaring
0: (laughs) now that that happening totally debunks the plane in afghanistan the big bouncing rubber plane remember that Oh, the
1: one that took off when they were evacuating afghanistan yeah and
0: there's like 400 afghanis hanging on the front of it like all yeah. of them would have been sucked into the, into just like that fat black chick got sucked into the thing on the United plane a couple of weeks ago. Every single one of those, every single one of those Haji's would have been sucked into the, into the intake there. Can you imagine
1: the nerve of these Jews that control the media, just broadcasting like clearly obvious, like fake shit Bro, and everybody and, just and believing it. And people, and people believe it. People and will people look, at, look
0: at you like you're crazy for not believing it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, oh my God, this world is so insane and crazy. Yeah. It's, I got a buddy at work. Unbelievable I a, sometimes. <laughs> I got a
0: buddy at work who's like he he thinks now he thinks I'm completely insane. But because like we talk about stuff on the news and I laugh and say, Oh, that's not I mean, that's not true. And stuff like that. And he just thinks I'm nuts because I don't believe the news.
1: Yeah. Oh, trust me. I've 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 been there. <laughs> it's I, fun I, though. Like I know you're I know you're feeling.
0: I'm not red reading yeah, stuff, I... but it's kinda like it's fun because like somebody brought up some stuff. So like I get to talk about Jews because Kanye got brought up and like I get to talk about Jews because uh who else? Got, Kyrie, this dude. Uh, his son went to the to uh, somebody went to a Mavericks game, and they started talking about Kyrie Irving and Flat Earth and stuff. And I'm like, Oh man, that guy's playing basketball! Like, so we got to talk about that for a second. So I get to talk about it without being the guy that talks about it,
1: right? <laughs> it's funny, yeah, fun, man. no, that, that's that's funny because I I I mean, especially like the past few years, I try to be like very careful. Because I mean, I, over the years, I mean, I've alienated like all sorts of people mm-hmm. just talking about this stuff and trying to bring up bring this stuff up and you know i try to I, I, usually i try to do it politely and you know just because i really do care about this stuff and i think we need to talk about it as adults and, and try to at least work in the right direction to, to get some of this stuff solved and we're not going to do that if we don't talk about it and know about it but anyways i'm, I'm at, at this point it's like man if you can't see what's going on or at least you're not even interested or trying to figure out what's going on you know i just i, I don't even know what to tell you and you know right. I, I i just try i don't want to like it's not worth the hassle to like alienate people anymore or like piss people off about this shit. It's like, look, if you get it, you get it. If you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. If you don't, that's fine. But you know, it's good. It, Cause gosh, man, I mean, back then, like when I was on Facebook, like I would share stuff just, you know, trying to wake people up, which is not a good way to go about it. I've come, <laughs> I've come to it's learn, not, but
0: I lost, you know, it's my, just, it's just like impossible. That. Yeah. Like most of my IRL friends don't talk to me anymore because I'm the crazy guy. Yeah, who talks about the Jews at the barbecue. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. Trust me. I I know. I was the same way. (laughs) But I guess you know that's the that's the process you got to go, and that you know that's a very common story with a lot of people. You know, they wake up to this sort of stuff and try to talk about it with their friends or their family, and you know, it just leads to problems and conflicts and alienation. So I try to avoid that as much as I can these days. It's just not worth the energy. I'm, you know, I'm much older. I'm like, okay, look, I don't have the time to get involved in this drama with you. Like, if you don't, if you don't want to know about what I write about or what I talk about online, then, you know, don't ask me, don't look at my website. You know, I'm not trying to force this on you or push it on you. Just leave it alone. And and most people are, they, they sort of respect that. So. That's kind of the, the the angle that I that I pursue these days, but um, anyway, you know, get sorry, just getting back to nine eleven real quick. It's just a couple more points. So, flight eleven sure. and seventy seven were not even scheduled to fly according right. to the government's own data, mm-hmm. and then the other two flights, flight ninety three and one seventy five, they were not deregistered; like they were still in active active use all the way up until September tw- uh, September twenty eighth of two thousand five. So these flights that were all supposed to have, you know, crashed and, and mm-hmm. been destroyed on 9-11, resulting in, in two big buildings collapsing, were uh, there, there's major problems accord- Like with the official records. Like, how can planes that were not even in the air, how could they have crashed? And how can planes that were supposed to have crashed still been in the air four years after 9-11? So that's really like the crux of the whole no plane like concept, is that the official narrative of the official flights is total bullshit. Right. And we have the government's own data to prove that. And this is again, something that Jim Fetzer has thoroughly (laughs) hashed out and, and, you know, has all this, all the sources and everything. And then, um, the actual hijackers themselves there's like literally no proof that any of them there's no authentic proof that any of them were on board any of the planes right and of course it's pretty obvious at this point that the alleged phone calls from the planes were totally fake i mean they didn't even have the technology
0: well we talked about make, that yeah. yeah um we talked about that on one of our uh not last year's but the year before that we did it we did a couple of nine eleven episodes and we t- we talked about the flights, the flight logs, the people that were supposedly on it. Uh, Miles Mathis. I don't know if you you know that you know that you have to know who that. Yeah. yeah, Oh
1: yeah, yeah. He does, I don't follow his work that much, but I do. Re- I have read him over the years. Yeah,
0: he's got a very very good piece on the passengers and the passenger list, and there are so many Jews or relatives of Jews on that list. And it's oh, like, that,
3: that
1: would not surprise me at so all. So
0: how did they get him to lie? Oh, gee, I don't know. Edith you're on that plane Thursday. Okay. You know, and that's it for the rest of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's
1: how well, they are. And that's you'll, literally you'll how notice, they are. You'll notice a lot of these big psyops like 911, Sandy Hook, they're I mean just like just like pretty much any crime there's always this this network of Jews involved with it. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And um, that's just inescapable if you actually really sit down and research this stuff.
0: Well, if you go back and research them all the way back, they are the crime families in most nations. That's one of the reasons why they get kicked out. It's not just it's not just for poisoning wells and, you know, stealing children.
1: Massive financial scams, Mm -hmm, massive mm -hmm. bribery scams. We actually the the Barnes Review actually
0: mafia. They run the underground crime scene everywhere they are.
1: Yeah, drug running. Yep. Um, I, I've even been reading about how they were like a lot of the like tavern owners, and like they were mm-hmm. you know promoting alcohol and and stuff like this back like you know back in like the eighteen seventeen eighteen Way hundreds and the, stuff. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah.
2: You
0: I mean, know they what? weren't it just also- the slave owners and the slave ship owners and the slave traders. They were, you know, again, they were the they were the alcohol bears. They were the um, they were the traveling salesmen. They were the um, the bankers. They were the money changers. They they did all of all the things. The only thing they didn't do was actual work.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they never engaged in actual physical labor, that's for sure. Oh, I was going to mention also, and, and this is a very dark and, and very evil topic, but the whole controversy about Jewish ritual murder, mm-hmm. it's actually very, very well documented <laughs> throughout, throughout history in many, many different countries, including in England, and in, in, uh, in Italy, in Russia, in Ukraine. And the Barnes Review actually published a couple books. I'm actually trying to find it on the website right now. It's called Jewish Ritual Murder, and it's two separate volumes. And um, I actually just bought a copy of them the other day. And it's like, man, these books, like, yeah, here it is, right here. If you, I'll send you, I'll, I'll put a link in, and um, maybe I'll, I'll send it to you on, on Telegram. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's 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 really really interesting. Um, there's a bunch of different books that we've published, uh, but there's two that are like in an, an an anthology, so it incorporates like multiple. Books or articles Mm -hmm. written by people in various countries over the years um, documenting Jewish ritual murder. So, uh, yeah, if anybody is, uh, you know, into, into books, I know you're, you know, post your books as, as you uh, as you like to say, like post, this would be post a
0: post library. Yeah.
1: Post oh, yeah. Physique. There you go. Post. Dude, library. I'm getting old.
0: Yeah. I'm getting old. I have very, very much large amounts of functional strength, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than a lot of these guys. So like, I'm not in Greek God statue shape anymore. So now it's post library.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. Yeah, well these are books that you'd probably want in your library then because I mean you absolutely, will not,
0: yeah I'm um, f- I, I have so many books anywhere. from the Barnes Review though.
1: <laughs> oh do you? Oh good okay oh, yeah. absolutely
0: man I, I buy yeah I buy stuff from there at least at least once a year I buy a book from there. Nice. Okay, cool. Oh, well it's the only place to buy books now now that you shouldn't buy them from Antelope Hill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not totally caught up on all that. But
2: uh, yeah. I
1: have you know what, I actually have bought some books from Antelope Hill, but it's been a while. Um it's probably been at least a year. And that's just oh man, that's just another Another dude it's again tra- another another Again. Tragedy, the Jews will tell
0: you you can't have nothing going.
1: Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Well the Barnes Review is um definitely not run by Jews. Oh the Crystal Knocked,
0: <laughs> so, you got the new episode the episode, the new um edition, the new issue is the Crystal Knocked, right?
1: Um, actually, yeah, well, no, uh, actually the, the latest edition, the, the issue that you're referring to the the crystal edition, mm-hmm. that was actually January, February of 2023. Okay. We, ju- we actually just published, uh, the March, April, 2023 issue, oh. and that's focused on national socialism in the U S before world war II. Well, at least that's the lead article. There's a bunch of other articles in there okay. as well. Not, not dealing with that topic, but, um, uh, in fact, uh, if you go to the realistreport.com right now. I just posted an interview I did with one of our uh, main contributors, Carl Hamers. He he also writes for the Occidental Observer, and he's got his own Substack as well. And he wrote this article, and it's it's part. He's actually doing a series on National Socialism in the U.S., and this this is part one. We're going to publish the next um, article in the issue, which is like post World War II, all the way up through like the eighties. And it talks about Rockwell and I, I, I won't get into it right now. Cause it's not even published yet, but <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's like, a, it's, you know, another uh, aspect of revisionist history. What's and, the,
0: hold you on, know, what's you, your website again, John?
1: My website is called the Realistreport.com.
0: Realist report.com. It wasn't pulling. Oh, there it is. There it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, you know what my site, it, 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 had, a lot of people have a lot of problems accessing it for the longest time. It, I couldn't even post it on Twitter. Um, I, I, I don't have Facebook or really any other social media besides Twitter and Telegram. Well, I guess I have Gab, um, but I don't really use Gab that often, honestly, but like Twitter and like, I'm sure many of the other mainstream, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody would ever try to post links to it on any of those platforms,
0: but no, you would get shut it, down instantly. on. Yeah.
1: Like mm-hmm. I, have just been like, so like banned on everything. It's like, I don't even like really try to promote my stuff on social media anymore. Cause it's just, <laughs> it's a waste of time. And <laughs> You know, I, I don't have the the time and energy to try well, the to with, get around the, it. So it's like you with know Facebook.
0: What, one of the problems with Facebook is that it's Boomer central, and you're not changing Boomers' minds. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the, that's one of the things is like trying to red pill Boomers is a physical impossibility. I found uh, because I don't know whether it was the lead paint. Or the or the lead or the leaded gas, or the whatever it was, but uh, their brains are different than everybody else's.
1: Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, that's for sure. You I know. think it was. Uh, I mean, it's a combination of things. But real, I mean, yeah. really, the World War II propaganda is just so ingrained. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's ingrained in most people's mind. Let's be honest. But sure. that gen- that generation, especially growing up with it, and you know, being the the, the children of that generation that fought in that war. I mean, my God.
0: Right. Everybody. I know everybody. I know that generation. They know somebody, Oh, there's a waiter. I knew there was this elevator guy that I knew. There was this bartender this this laundry member. They had this, they had that tattoo and they showed us the tattoo or the numbers. And it's like, Oh boy.
1: As if that proves anything. My
0: mom, my mom. Yeah. Right. Exactly. My mom tells a story about that. My mom's a boomer. So my mom tells a story about this, um, old, that's the elevator operator guy, this old door, it was a doorman, excuse me, a doorman in, in this building in downtown Hartford. And he was Jewish in my, with the building where my mom worked when she was younger. And he, uh, he had the tattoo and he would tell her, you know, about being in the camp or whatever. I'm like that, wait a minute, he's working in Hartford. That story doesn't make any sense. Like at, in what year he was in the camp? What was he? Five in the camps? Like, wait a minute. They tattooed kids. Yeah. I'm like this story doesn't make any sense. You got
1: you to love just all the tall tales associated with right. the Holocaust. It's right. almost like, it's almost la- it is laughable. Like, you know, you see some of this stuff and I follow the Jewish press pretty extensively. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's really like the only main, quote unquote mainstream news that I read is, uh, you know, especially like the Jewish telegraph agency. That's a great source. Uh, the times of Israel, the Jewish daily forward websites like that, or news outlets like that. And, you know, it, dude, it, like literally every single day, they will have something about the Holocaust. They will have something about rising anti-Semitism mm-hmm. somewhere in the world. They will have something about, um, you know, j- open borders or promoting refugees or promoting trannies or LGBT. I mean, it's just so revealing. Just reading what these people openly report on,
0: right? And in
1: the, the, their their mindset behind it all, and it's just like it couldn't be more obvious. Like they're literally telling you what they're doing. <laughs> And you know you try to tell somebody or point this out, and like you know you have like a brain aneurysm, you can't even handle it. They can't handle (laughs) well because especially boomers because
0: the poor Jews they've been taught the poor Jews the poor Jews the poor Jews the poor Jews. You know, and I'm like, have you ever met a poor Jew?
1: Have you ever met a poor Jew? Exactly. I mean, I have. Meanwhile, the Jews are like like, the most the most like connected and like powerful and influential
0: as a a group. Yeah, like I know individual poor Jews. My best friend from one of my best friends from high school was a Jewish kid and he went you know he went to east Hartford high just like i did and he was a you know like a lower middle class white kid is all he was right his parent his mom was divorced he lived him and his sister and his mom lived in a two-bedroom apartment in the bottom of a flat on a shitty section of east Hartford. you know what i mean it was, they were not rich but that's because she fucked up like the rest of the family right. was did was doing quite well when he ended up going to college he ended up going to like brandy ice See, yeah. there,
1: there's he probably got a f- bunch of scholarships. For oh yeah, g- yeah. that yeah. was one thing that 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 was very uh, sort of eye opening as well. Like graduating, g- graduating high school and applying to college and stuff, and it's like, boy, why why do all the Jews get all these like scholarships and like <laughs> all these like special advantages of well,
0: getting Brandeis is Jewish college and, too, or it's a Jesuit, yeah, college, whatever. Yeah. yeah, same thing.
1: I think Brand no Brandeis is a Jew. well maybe it's not explicitly Jew. I thought well Brandeis a, is a Jew
0: obviously it's named after yeah he's a Jew but I thought I thought of, I thought it was a Jesuit school but I, it doesn't matter same same you know <laughs> Jesuit College Jewish College might as well be the same thing you know what I'm gonna look
1: it up actually I'm not certain but well anyways private research university non sectarian ah uh, let's see instit- sponsored by the Jewish community so yeah okay, maybe so it's, it's a like Jewish explicitly college. Jewish College yeah all right there's another one in St Louis I think that's Jewish um what is that school in St. Louis? There was a bunch of people that I, well, not a bunch, but some, I remember some kids that I went to high school with that went there.
0: But uh, yeah, well, that's, anyway, you know, sorry. that's the only, that's the only poor Jew I knew. And he ended up get he ended up going to, you know, a private Jewish college. So yeah, there is no such thing. And, but yeah. we have it ingrained into our heads. The boomers got it the worst. You know, they got, they got the, my um, Israel, my greatest ally, you know, and then, and then you hit them with, you hit them with with the USS Liberty and watch them short circuit yeah yeah exactly because there is no explanation you can't explain away you know strafing with machine gun fire and rockets uh a, a, you know a, a u.s reconnaissance ship you know you, you can't they kill what 47 americans like it's ridiculous
1: yeah you, you yeah oh it was a, a major scandal and now i mean that's the, the, the alternative like independent media has made some progress for sure especially mm-hmm. like god since i've been since I first got involved in it anyways I mean that's a story that like is almost mainstream now like the whole USS Liberty incident mm-hmm. there's a lot more people that know about that now and it's a lot more openly discussed compared to you know 30 years ago or whatever where it was th- these guys that were involved in it were literally getting like court-martialed for even talking about it right you know that's how that's how treasonous the government is and mm-hmm. like how subservient they are to Jews it's absolutely sickening I was convinced for the longest time I mean I still sort of am convinced um, like when I was first, you know, kind of looking into nine 11, I was like, look, the only way we're ever going to fix this is if we get the military, like aware of these facts. Right. Like, do you remember, do you remember Dr. Alan Sobrowski?
0: Um, oh. he's
1: actually still around. He writes on uns.com. I've interviewed him a few times over the years. I've probably interviewed him.
0: What kind of doctor is Dr. Sobrowski?
1: Um, he was, so he was in the U S Marines and he was a teacher at the U S army war college. And he's actually, I think he actually has like a partial Jewish background. Like his mm-hmm. grandfather or something was Jewish.
0: What about him though?
1: Well, anyways, he came out like years ago, back like probably 2009 or 2010. And he did this interview, I remember, I think it was with Press TV. And he made a very strong case that Israel was behind 9 11. The American government has been, you know, hijacked by Jewish criminals that you know, perpetrated this terrorist act against America and they're using it to, you know, justify all these wars overseas to advance Israel's interests in the Middle East. You know, basically, you know, all the talking points that you would bring up about 9-11. And he was arguing that the military needed to know these facts and needed to like get involved in like huh. that that would be the old that was basically like the only chance of like ever fixing anything or addressing this. Right. You know, is the military needed to know that look, this was not a bunch of you know, terrorists in a cave in Afghanistan that, yeah, good, know, luck, good luck with mind. that though. Yeah. You know what? I tried a couple times. Actually, I met up with a, uh, a group out in San Diego, like a veterans group and was try to play it very cool. And like met, we, we met at some restaurant I remember and, um, I remember bringing it up, and it was just like, oh, "Okay, here's the door, buddy. We'll see you later. Nice to talk to you." <laughs> right? <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, they didn't want to hear anything about it. Nobody wants
0: to hear that from the military no, at, at all. No. Yeah.
1: When well, you were in the military, so you would definitely know better than I would.
0: <laughs> I was in during 9/11. Wow.
1: that's yeah, we crazy. got to watch. What that. was that like?
0: Uh, was, that, was, was everybody like base. ready
1: to go to war and shit? Yes,
0: absolutely. I was on a training base, and I was going to, going through school, and like we got. We we hurried up and finished class like we we got rushed through a twelve week cl- a twelve week class in ten weeks we 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 finished up quickly, and we're shuttled the fuck out of there, over to you, uh, were, over to were Iraq. you deployed? Yes. Yeah, sorry, right. deployed. Okay. Yeah, we deployed earlier, like months earlier than we were supposed to because of that. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, I like I watched, like we used to be able to walk on and off base in street clothes and just like flash your ID at the guy at the gate right as you walk in. Um, and then it went from that to like full on guards with M4s, you know, uh, uh, an Mrap with a with a fifty cal, and you had to stop and you know get wanded and like have your ID run at the computer and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty. T- it went from it went from well, no we- security to tight security like instantly.
1: Yeah. I don't think a lot of people appreciate like how much society changed after nine no, eleven. I mean, it wasn't sure. just yeah, they don't
0: know. People don't remember. Yeah. People well, don't people, remember because people- the psyop. Like something happened. There was some kind of witchcraft, some kind of alchemy that was performed on the television screen when everybody was entranced by seeing the second plane hit. Right. That was the, that was the thing in the Disney movie that makes you go. <gasps> you know, or whatever, right? That's the part of the movie that gets your, you know, that was, that's the part, everybody was watching that and I think right then that's when the fucking timeline and the paradigm and everything shifted, boom. And yeah. e- and everything changed and only a few people, like I, honestly, I don't think I, I saw anything on television until like later on that day. Like I didn't see anything, so I didn't see the plane, like I, I had never seen the plane hit the building until probably even the next day, like the 12th.
1: Really? Wow. That's interesting. I remember I was in high school. I was a a sophomore at the time. And I remember, um, I just remember like the principal coming over the loudspeaker saying, I can't remember exactly what they said, but like America has been attacked or something. And we like, everybody turned on the TV. Like we're in like class and, and, you know, you turn on the TV and see that that's another point, like getting back to the whole 9-11 media fakery psyop like aspect of it. That's another thing that people don't appreciate is that 9-11 was experienced by literally the entire world through the television. I mean, even the people in New York City, I don't care what, you know, you go to New York and you talk to people and they know somebody that was in the tower and they saw the plane Sure, sure. and, you know, everybody's connected to it. And, and, you know, you were talking about how like boomers, like they, you know, they know a Holocaust survivor, they know, you know, knew somebody that was involved in, you know, the invasion of Normandy. Like we all want to have this connection to these psyops. Yep. We want to be somehow directly connected to it because they're so powerful. Did you ever come across the work of a man named Lennon Honor?
0: Yes. I know that name. Lennon Honor. Um, oh, shit. Who interviewed him?
1: I interviewed him a few times back okay. in
0: the day. He wrote a book
1: called The 911 Fear-Based Mind Control Program. And he explains 9-11 very, very well. He doesn't really get into like the media fakery stuff. But he just explains how the media psychologically manipulates the masses using 9-11 and um he, he, he has this whole media analysis of like the global war on terrorism and how the media will remember like back in the day they had like uh what did they have like the different like color levels of like terrorist threats oh, yeah, the, yeah the
0: yellow orange red yeah it was yes. like
1: yeah yeah exactly so he talks about that he talks about like media reporting about al-qaeda I mean, he's and, black right He's a black guy, yeah yeah, he's yeah, from, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's from he was from the San Diego area. He was actually I, I know he was he wasn't in San Diego, but he was out there somewhere in Southern California. And I interviewed him a couple times back in like ooh, probably 2014. Yeah, he does like
0: private coaching and and like personal growth type stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Now he does. Yeah, yeah. Now he does. And I think he kind of did that back then as well. Yeah,
0: but, I remember. I remember him. Um, but yeah. Okay. So what about his thing for 9-11? eleven who is doing- yeah,
1: here. You know what I'm going to do real quick. I'm going to just so I don't forget. I'm going to post a link. I wrote a review of his book on my website okay. uh, years ago. Um, it's still pretty. I mean, it's it's you know, it's, it's pretty good, honestly. Like the, the book itself is pretty good. the The review that I did kind of gives you like the basic breakdown of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, his bi- his big thing was that 9/11 was a trauma induced. Fear-based mind control program. Trauma induced Yeah. And that, that is really the, the best way to, to, to really understand it. Trauma induced in the imagery mm-hmm. associated with 9-11, these yep. fake, again, fake videos, whether they were depicted and broadcast by the mass news media that day or the subsequently released amateur footage showing the alleged air, you know, airport. Up until crashes. recently. It's I,
2: all I just got.
0: I just got a guy the other day sent me the I can't remember the guy that was it Charles video or whatever it is that just came out recently. This guy who happened to be like some 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 YouTube some YouTube channel that had like three videos and two of them were from nine eleven and he just happened to find them again. Remember, did you hear about this recently?
3: Oh
1: no, actually, was it like recently, like within the past couple of weeks or no? Was- it was in
0: the past. Like, within the past year, when all this, like, you know, like, last year, all the new nine eleven stuff came out, where there's, like, the the video footage of the plane going by, and there was a party on a rooftop. Remember that?
1: Okay, yeah. yeah I do remember well, there's some
0: one, of that. Yeah. There's one, there's this guy, and it turns out this guy was, like, a Air Force pilot, or he had some connection to the military, and it turns out that, obviously, it's a up. But, um, anyway, some guy, some listener, was like, oh, no, Johnny, this video totally proves that there were... Planes. It just came out recently. It's totally amateur. Nine eleven. Yeah. Nine yeah. eleven bunked again. Like no, wait, wait, bro. No. Like they're yeah, still, dude, they're still the pulling plane videos out of their ass to to hide the fact that it was literally media fakery, and they're doing the thing that the Jews always do to you. They say no, you can't trust your lying eyes. You can't trust yep. your eyes. Your eyes are looking. at at this video that your eyes are saying this is fake. Your eyes are saying, okay, I just flipped from ABC to CBS and that helicopter should be over there. Why is it here, right? Like that shouldn't happen. Like your your eyes are telling you what reality is, but don't trust your lion eyes. Trust what we're telling you, right? Here's a new video, well, well, that's, trust this video. That-
1: yeah. Well, well, that's that's an, another aspect of this. Are you familiar with the psychological technique of gaslighting? Yes,
0: absolutely. That's, that's I mean, what no, this is. No, I, mean, I haven't. no I'm not going to gaslight you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, well, you have. Yeah, it's like, yes, like, yes, you have. What do you mean? No, I haven't. Yeah, you absolutely have. What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, what? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I, I, trust me, I'm married. Yeah. I know gaslighting. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's what it is. Like they will
1: show you this obviously ridiculous and Im- totally implausible imagery. Yes. Um. I mean, and, 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 look, watch September clues. They break it down very, very well. I mean, the nose in nose out shot. Give me a break. Right. And well, that was like, and that was something that, that they couldn't the fix. Fact that they're, yeah. They and, couldn't and fix the it. They had to run with
0: it. They, they couldn't fix it. Yeah. So they had to run with it. So they ran with making you believe your eyes aren't functioning properly. So that's what they
1: were or, really or like. making or making you believe that an airplane could do something, could perform a feat. Oh, like right, that right. There's life. that too. Right. As many it, times I mean, as like, people, it's have just seen, ridiculous. As many
0: times as people have seen pictures of airplanes with a nose cone caved in because they hit a goose.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if an airplane hits anything. It's gonna have some major, major damage. It's sure. not gonna if you fly an airplane into a building, it's not gonna literally disappear into it.
0: Those things are I supposedly mean, going five hundred miles an hour, regardless of all the ones you've seen floating not moving in the air. Yeah. Have you seen those videos, by the way? Or if you, uh, you guys posted
1: it on your telegram channel, I probably came across it at some yeah, point. Yeah,
0: these people are driving by these airplanes and it's they're just like sitting there in the air, like, what the hell? How is it doing? How is it even doing that? And it, 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 you know, it looks like the airplane is sitting there, and that's what it looks like. I don't know how that happens. You know, some sort of glitch in the matrix or something. But um, mm. speaking of airplanes. Oh, but yeah, you. So they gaslight you into believing that these airplanes existed, or that airplanes could do the things physically that they said they did. And they show it to you over and over and over again. And they repeat well, it and over and over and over again. You get Rudy Giuliani and George Bush getting on television talking about nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven. 11 9
2: 911 Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, and, and, and another even more absurd to, to make it even more absurd, I should say, is they want you to believe that these untrained pilot these untrained oh, hijackers yeah. piloted these massive commercial airliners with such precision that they could strike these towers. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like Literally the most asinine and- thing that you'd be expected to believe. And yet, you know, again, people will because they're gaslit and they don't know how to think for themselves and the imagery is so trauma inducing mm-hmm. and, you know, that creates fear that they're, they're literally not even capable of analyzing it, you know, objectively. And, and that's, that's how this all works. I mean, that's how, then that's how the Holocaust story works. That's how nine 11 works. That's how Sandy Hook works. That's how COVID works. I mean, that's how all these psyops work. They're all trauma-induced, fear-based, mind control programming. That's that's the role that the media plays.
0: And they've been doing it to you since you were a child. They started off with Bambi and watching Bambi's mom get killed. And there's your trauma and your trauma release where Bambi goes back into the woods with his friends and everything's good again. Like they've been you know, they've been doing it to you since you were a little kid, showing you all this trauma. Uh, teaching you all this trauma in school, showing you all this trauma in the media, uh, pushing war and death everywhere. And so then when you see this, everything's meant to scare you. You're easy, more easily controlled when you're scared. Yep. This
1: Looking at this uh, article, this uh, this book review I wrote of uh, Lennon Honor's book, he has a great quote. Let me just read this really quick. Lennon Honor says, the greatest means of control is not actualized through military might, physical subjugation, or brute force. The greatest means of control is actualized through the manipulation of the psychological condition of the human species. And guess who is expert at that? Guess who has been studying how to do that for the past hundred years or more? Jewish criminals, Jewish terrorists that hate white people and want to take over our countries and ruin everything about this world that we care about. That's, that, that's who's been doing this, guys. I know everybody listening knows this, but geez, it's like so obvious at this point. And this is how they do it. The Jews do not have a military. They are not physically subjugating anybody or even using brute force. Well, I guess they are in Palestine, but um, not certainly not here in America or, or the, the, the wider Western world. They are using the media and psychological warfare to control us, right. and they're doing a, a damn good job of it.
0: Oh, absolutely, they are. And they've been doing it since they uh, set up in Hollywood.
2: Yep.
0: You know, and that's, I mean, well, when, they, when been, they took they've over. They've been
1: scientifically studying it, too. I mean, like Bernays. Oh, yeah. Even and, before um, then.
0: Yeah. yeah, all the way back to, I mean, Bernays, before Bernays, all the way uh, Freud and. I mean, even further back to well, like, all the that,
1: Jews in the Frankfurt School, sure. all the Jews in the Soviet Union, Ilya Ehrenberg, the mm-hmm. Soviet uh, propaganda. I think he was a propaganda minister. The dude that was writing the pamphlets about, um, you know, basically advocating for Soviet soldiers to, to break the racial pride of German women and rape German women. Yes.
0: they rape them you know, all the, eight to 80.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, these are the types of people that we're dealing with. And you know, they, they want you dead. They want your women raped and destroyed and, and racially defiled. And you know they're gonna they're basically assuming and, and you know expecting you to just go along with it and not even think about the information you're consuming. And really, that's what a conspiracy theorist is. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. this whole idea of like conspiracy theories. And what what is a conspiracy theorist? Because it always just totally pissed me off when I'd hear anybody in the alternative media use that word, like the media does, right. like oh you're you know that's a conspiracy theorist, that's a you know you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, dude, do, have you even stopped to think about this for two seconds? Because all that means, according to the media, if you look at the way they use that term, they will call you a conspiracy theorist if you simply question or or think critically and independently for yourself about what they're telling you. That makes you a conspiracy theorist. So you should be a conspiracy theorist. I mean, the way it's used is like this derogatory term is it's just a pejorative. We should but, be embracing it. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. should be a conspiracy theorist. Like, I mean, if you think about like the way it's used, if you're not a conspiracy theorist, then you're just a mindless slave going along with what the Jews tell you about science or the bible or the you know the the shape of the earth you know the nature of the the universe that we live in i mean i I don't accept what the jews tell me about anything or or what science or the establishment tells me about anything i have an open mind about all topics and certainly that's (laughs) that's sort of like the the whole mindset you guys follow as well and you know that's 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 the correct outlook to have i think especially as a pro-white dissident
0: right I mean you have to keep an open mind to be, and be able to be able to dodge all these bullets that get thrown at us or shot at us in these, these psyops constantly. I, you know, I go to bed psyop, I wake up psyop, I go to bed psyop.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> what did you think about Musk sharing that meme? That was kinda interesting.
0: Which one? Which meme was this? He,
1: he shared I'm pretty sure he shared that meme about like I go to bed, there's a psyop, I wake up, there's a oh, psyop. Yeah, well I mean he is a, a psyop. See if I can find so, it. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, he is a PSYOP, so I'm not. Yeah, Elon. I mean, he's an, he's a great. I'm, he's I a great certainly
1: character. don't. I I certainly don't trust the guy, but no, he's, the, I, he's a, the he's a time, great character
0: think, in this show. You know.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I think some of the things that he tweets and says and does are
0: sure at he, least at he, least like,
1: positive. Not, well, not. I mean, not harmful.
0: They're doing all this stuff where it's like Elon is saying based, and these other guys are saying similar things, right? So um, you got all these these guys who you know they're using our memes, they're saying our words, and people are kind of falling for you know Daddy Elon, right? Uh, there's you know the the Scott Adams uh, falling down memes, the Scott Adams American History X memes, you know the Scott because Scott yeah. Adams said the thing because he said white people should get the fuck away from black people, but what people didn't listen to was the fact that he said it in in um in a way that was not racist.
1: <laughs> dude, and then he totally walked back. I saw you or I heard you guys play that clip. Oh, or was
0: I've never seen anybody cuck so hard. Dude, that Woo. was just disgraceful. Oh yeah. my god. Well, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, he he wasn't he you know, I mean, it's too late to put that smoke back in the bottle there, buddy. But uh you're not yeah. That was bad. That was a bad look. That's always a bad look. I,
1: yeah, and, you know, I just don't understand these people. Like, It's like they almost just like being degraded or something. Like, do you, are you not a man? I mean, what the hell, dude? Like, this is just embarrassing. Right. Oh, it's just c- couldn't be me. You will never see me. I mean, no matter what happens, I'm not going to back down about anything. You know what I mean? Like,
0: that's that's one thing that right. if,
1: if if there was a lesson – to be learned in life, it's it's that. <laughs> yeah. I Stop mean, apologizing.
0: I've had, I've had people like I've had people, you know, like I found my docs and they saw some of the heard some of the things that I was involved with or whatever, and then they're like, We well, don't feel bad about that. I mean, no, dude. Like, whatever. You know, you're gonna be mad about you know there, there's there's things where there's a there's a podcast where I've said uh said very racist things a few times, you know, said the N word a couple of times. And that that that's so that, what? That, well, that gets out there, and you know that makes me a horrible person. You know what I mean? You can't be trusted. You know what? That that's what it's so funny.
1: Like <laughs> the moral outrage, like with stuff like that. Oh, you said the n. I mean, and look, I don't go around saying that saying the n word or no. But I got
0: again, I was involved. Who cares? In a, I, well, I was yeah, but I was involved in a in an operation whose job it was to make people do that and get people and get people to do that as much as possible and end up on as many lists. I just happen to end up on the SPLC.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right like
0: literally 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 for for saying a word
1: yeah Yeah. well and did you did you follow that story about that really really cute girl in kentucky the the college girl Mm -hmm. that was like trashed and like went into her dorm and I don't even know exactly what happened, but she was like cussing out this other black girl there. Mm-hmm. And she, dude, her life is like totally over. I mean, well, I don't want to say that like right, right now it's looking pretty bad, but sure. she She's going to recover from it. I mean, that's the thing. Like we're so outraged over something like that. Yeah. It was dumb. You know? Yeah. She was drunk and, and said some stupid things and acted a fool, but shit who hasn't, I mean, everybody, everybody, at least most people have done something stupid when they've been drunk like that, especially in college and for it to just like totally ruin this girl's life, I, I don't I, I don't even like saying that because everybody thinks that, oh, you know, if I get doxed or if I do something like that, my life is ruined. No, your life is not ruined. Yeah, it's going to change it and you're going to have to adjust, but you can, you know, you can overcome. Life is a struggle and you got to overcome these things. But just the fact that that would be like a national news story. She's facing like 13 years in jail, I read the other day. And I'm like, oh my God, over this one incident where, yeah, it was dumb and embarrassing, but my God, there's black people like literally murdering Did you, the video in St. Louis is black guy just executes a man and a homeless man and, yeah. and, and right on
0: the street. There's one where Where's the
1: outrage for stuff like that. We want to get so mad at yourself
0: raping and murdering two girls.
1: Yeah, dude. It's like, we want to get so mad at this girl for going on a drunken, you know, tirade against a black girl. Yeah, it's bad. But I mean, w- compared to a guy getting executed compared to a guy raping people on live stream, I mean, my God, everything is just so backwards. It's, it's uh, Sorry, I'm trying not to cuss. It's just, it's. Oh disgusting. no,
0: you're fine. You're on the paranormal. You can cuss all you like.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just infuriating, man.
0: It really is. It's it's frustrating. It's infuriating. It's all the things. <laughs> and 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 much more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Let me see where are we at. Let me look at the recording here. When well, you want to take a break, real quick, and uh come back and talk about some more stuff
1: yeah for sure man that sounds good yeah i could i could actually use a break real quick
0: all right yeah so you you chose a song this week and it is credence clearwater revival the midnight special i love that song all right, well, right we're gonna play this and we'll be back in about five
3: well, you wake up in the morning you hear the work bell you to the table You see the same old thing Ain't no food upon the table There's no fog up in the pan But you better not complain, boy
2: The Midnight Bad
0: everybody we're back Uh, this is still the paranormies i'm still johnny here with john friend and uh during the break we got to chatting about covid uh nobody likes covid politics nobody likes talking about that kind of stuff because you know it pisses people off it gets people in arguments people lost their jobs People lost friends. People got vaccinated. People didn't want to get vaccinated. People, there was all kinds of crazy shit. It, it was a bioweapon. It wasn't a bioweapon. It was uh, leaked from a lab. No, it was it came from a pangolin. No, it came from a bat. No, it came from... What the fuck? But now there's new COVID news, so we get to bring it up again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it always changes, right? And there's always a million different angles yes. from a million different people. Just and at the end of the day, it's it was been gone. A- it's been a PSYOP the whole time, guys. Yes. Don't worry.
0: Yes, it's been a PSYOP. Well, okay, so Skull posted this, Uh, Skull posted this graph, and it showed flu cases over, um like, a I don't know, it was a 10-year period. And when it got to 2019, 20, 20, 2021, something like that, like, there was no flu cases. Boom, boom, boom. It was just flat. And then 2022, the flu came back. Because COVID was gone, so now the flu is back. So, what do you think that was? That was when COVID was. So, yeah, there was no flu because COVID is the flu. It was a psyop. It was a jo- like it was, it was fake. They were fooling you the whole time. You got fooled. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just the flu, bro. It always has been. It
0: always has been. Yeah. Oh man, uh,
1: man, COVID was COVID was such a trip. And you know what? It's funny because I've like th- when COVID started. Mm-hmm. um and you know how people say like when when COVID hit as if it like hit anybody like it didn't hit anything it's just uh we've just been so like even trying to talk about it is like difficult because just because just because of the way the media just like saturates everything and like totally right. controls you know the, the way people think and talk about this sort of stuff um but what i was going to say is um since like when covid was was rolled out is probably a, a better way of framing it in early 2020 i was in los angeles so like i was in like probably one of the worst counties to be in for the covid tyranny and then i was in new york like right outside new york city for like probably the other worst part of the country to be in when it came to covid
0: well and, you you know, what, according dude, to like, the, according to the official narrative yes
1: well i mean as far as like just Oh, you lockdowns know, and all it, the it other it, crazy yeah, stuff too. Yeah, the and the vaccines yes, yes. and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And really, all you had to do was just say no. I'm not getting tested. I'm not taking a vaccine. I mean, I would even try to not wear a mask. God, I'm, I have to admit, I did. I did <laughs> cuck a few times. And I mean, you kind of have to at some.
0: Well, point I like had to do it at work. To like, carry if on. I business. wanted to go on to if I wanted to get into work. I, I didn't have to wear it around my nose. I did the whole like saggy chin strap thing.
1: Always. That was always me. Always me. I I would always have it under my nose. I barely ever wore it. And I kind of worked in an environment where it was a pretty, you know, big facility, pretty open. You know, you weren't really always necessarily around people. So I like almost Mm. never wore it throughout the day. But there were certain times when I'd have to go in an office or something and, you know, you'd like fake put it on and like, you know, kind of have it just on your chin or whatever. Right. And looking, looking back on it, it's almost like embarrassing, because I should have just been like, look, I have a religious exemption and I cannot wear a mask over my face because it's against my religion. It's against my religious beliefs and just stand on that. And, and, you know, I even wrote up a, uh, like a religious exemption from the vaccine and, you know, it's, I, I, I didn't use it myself, but I helped somebody else use it and it worked perfect. They, their HR department looked at it and said, okay, thank you. That's it. And this is in New York city where they're hmm. like supposedly having these vaccine mandates where you, ha- in order to even come into the office, you have to have a vaccine. So anyways, I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, if you just stick to your guns and, and stay true to yourself, I mean, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Okay. Right. Like, you always have a you choice. See,
0: you always have yeah. a choice.
1: And I mean, I think really COVID re- revealed a lot of things about this world, about, about just having faith in God. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I I've become even more of a Christian. Oh, that might be another topic we could talk about is uh Christianity. Because uh, back like back back in oh, the day, man. like
0: we, we want we should have Reinhardt on for this one though.
1: I yeah I know I was hoping so because I know you mentioned that last time, um that he you know he was he was kind of like the the religious you know guru of of the group. I Um right. But no, I mean we don't got to get into it in, in any great detail if you don't want to. But <laughs> no, anyways, it's fine. My, we can my, well, we,
0: my, we can my, discuss. Well, let's uh let's talk about let's talk about this first and see what happens.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just gonna say like my point is is that um. All of this was very, um, it just like strengthened my faith in God and like j- just knowing that we're on the right side, like resisting this total evil that has mm-hmm. just enveloped the world. Mm-hmm. This totally fake story about this virus. And, you know, you mentioned all the different theories that came out at the beginning, how they've morphed and changed, and just the way these government officials used total obvious fear based mind control tactics the entire time.
0: Yes. Everything exactly. was trauma-based mind control. Everything from the TikTok videos of the nurses uh, dancing to the TikTok nurses of the nurses struggling with the overfull hospitals, which never really happened. Um, all never, of those things all never of, happened. Yeah, all of those things were just trauma-based mind control, which is another thing which comes out of the CIA and their you know Project MKUltra, which comes out of science from scientists out of Project Paperclip, which is yep. something which is something a lot of people on our side don't really want to talk about because those were the nazi scientists those were the good guys right the nazi scientists that that we took right we we beat the good guys in the war right we beat the good guys and then we took their scientists and allowed their scientists to do mind control experiments on our civilians wait a minute what how does that? How does that work
1: exactly? How does that work? And I think, and I think the the big story with mind control is, I mean, yeah, they're, they're I'm sure that there probably were some very sadistic and and just you know you know just evil experiments carried out with torture and you know sleep deprivation. I mean, we saw that with like. When we were talking about like all the atrocities that were going on with the U.S. military and sure. the war on terror,
0: sure, absolutely, they were
1: basically doing the same thing, you know, the, the same sorts of tactics. But really, the the main takeaway is that these sorts of MK Ultra tactics don't even necessarily have to be physical; they can be psychological.
0: Well, just ask Ted Kaczynski about that. We did. We did a whole yeah. episode. Yeah, we we've done one episode so far, and mostly what we talked about was the MK Ultra project, uh, the uh, the Harvard experiment that where they where they broke twenty something, um, you know, young people's brains using using scientists that were associated with with the Project Paperclip guys.
1: Yeah, I remember you guys did that show. I have not really done a, a, a deep dive into into Ted Kaczynski at all. I haven't read the book. I don't even really know a whole lot about him, but it is a, I find it, I find it very interesting and I got a lot to learn on that front.
0: Well, he's, you know, again, um, it's interesting. He was
1: like very against technology, right? Right. That was his whole like like industrial society
0: and its future was the, was the, was his, his manifesto. And, um, basically you gotta listen to our episode on it. It's pretty good. It'll give you, that is the TLDR is our episode.
1: Okay, yeah, no, I remember gonna, yeah. listening. I think I listened to the whole episode, but you know, I you, you listen to so many I or I, I, I do, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I don't know, I know you've mentioned you don't really have a lot of well, time I, to listen to podcasts. I do.
0: Well it depends on what I'm doing at work. Some weeks I can listen to a lot of podcasts, and some weeks I can't at all. Like last week I couldn't do anything. We had an interview with an author, and I was trying to cram his um his books, right? Trying to like cram speed listen to some of his books. And I couldn't because at work I needed to be able to listen to what was going on at work, so I wasn't able to do that. But some weeks I'm able to do like ten hours a day just listening to podcasts. Yeah,
1: are you referring to the uh, Soul Luckman? Yes, Soul Luckman. Yeah, 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 that was interesting. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And see, that's the sort of stuff like a lot like the whole like simulated reality. Like a lot of that is is still kind of vague and like almost over my, not necessarily over my head, but I still need to think about it more. Cause it's, I find it interesting. I just don't know exactly what to think about it or, well, you know, how, yeah.
0: To me, a lot of things, because a lot of things make more sense when, when you realize that, you know, that everything could be and likely is a mathematically, uh, generated, you know, algorithmically generated simulation. You know, and literally like the way just just thinking about the way that our, our eyes function, like we don't you know, we don't really, yeah. like we see things, our eyes turn it upside down and then it flips it over again so we can see it in our brain. Like That just that whole yeah. process, just that whole process inverts the picture that, you know, that's that's processing the picture. Like, how do we even know that what we're seeing? With our own eyes, right, is is correct, and like we only see x amount of the spectrum anyway. There's all kinds of stuff that you know. So, and then you read Baudrillard, and then you watch The Matrix and Dark City, and you you see The Truman Show, and you you know, and you and you you d- dive into this type of predictive programming, and then you uh, see all these events that stack up calendrically, and you have. Um, you know and everything with all these numbers in math all all these same numbers popping up throughout history over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again and, and these intervals happening at these exact same in, intervallic uh, frequencies so there's only one way that could be possible coincidence doesn't cut it you know chance doesn't cut it there's only one way it could be possible and that it's some sort of mathematically generated or mathematical simulation because math doesn't lie math doesn't really change right
1: yeah, I know, man. Boy, that's yeah, that's that's a lot to think about. It well, is, yeah, but like, like you know, yeah. yeah. the The predictive programming stuff is very, very, very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, did you? Oh, you know, sorry. I just, I just uh, opened up a link. I don't know if you could hear that playing, but did you see? Are you familiar with the Dead Zone episode about like predicting COVID and like? That whole scenario. Oh, yeah. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. We talked about
0: that when COVID. I was going to say, I thought, yeah,
1: yeah, I know you guys, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. I I just, I couldn't remember off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. but like, see that it's like that. I mean, you know, all the programming with nine 11 and so many other events, it really does make you think like, gosh, what is really going on? And I think it, to me, it just makes me realize like how little we actually do know, which is why it's important to keep an open mind and entertain these, all these different ideas. Sure. So yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting, but one thing I'm firmly convinced on is um that pursuing truth is that to me is like the main message of the Bible is like pursuing truth and you know just doing what's right, mm-hmm. standing up for your people and that sort of thing. Like there's there's a lot of messages, but I think really at the end of the day that's the most important one is like really trying to figure out how this world works and um you know just being truthful and and, and honest. Sure.
0: Sure. Um, well, because, because we're not being told the truth by anybody in charge of anything. So yeah. we have to find it ourselves and, 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 before they get rid of it and hide it and bury it, stick yeah. it, stick it in one of those boxes. And they, uh, you know, in the warehouse at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the Smithsonian. Well, and, and, and oh and my this, God. Dude, like... Somebody said, okay. Is it Smithsonian Institute or institution? I
1: always remember Smithsonian Institute.
0: Yes, that's what's always been, but now it is institution institution, and it has always been institution. And And what about
1: John Hopkins? I remember John Hopkins, not John's Hopkins. (laughs) I remember
0: John's Hopkins. I remember the first John. Okay. Yeah. I I remember. And I always thought it was weird because I heard John's Hopkins when I was a kid and I used to laugh at it because my name is John, right? So I used to think there's nobody named John's. That's two John's. Yeah. Like, are there two Johns named you know Hopkins? And that's, I used to make that joke, and my mom used to tell me to stop because you know, I was being annoying. So I, I, that's how I remember. And I'm pretty old. So.
1: Okay. Well, you know, that that's another topic that you guys have really kind of red pilled me on is the whole Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. And you know who's really good? And I, the interview you guys did with him was outstanding Brian Stavely.
0: <laughs> you like Brian?
1: I love Brian. Oh, He's a great yeah. Guy. He's yeah. A great guy. See, he was one that I came across back in the day, too, about like the whole media fakery because he was on that, you know, like. Mm-hmm. he was like up there with Simon Shaq talking about this stuff.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, he was really good. And then he got into COVID and, mm-hmm. and Mandela effect. Yep, yep, you know, Mandela. one thing I, did, I, there's actually a clip. Um, I don't even know if it's still on my YouTube channel. I actually hit a bunch of my YouTube videos, but I actually called into a live stream that he was on back in the day, like probably 2013. And I, I want to I'm pretty sure I like brought up the whole Jew. Like, I was, I was very like, you know, diplomatic about it but i brought up like jews and their role in all this and i don't think he was really into that <laughs> no i but still if, don't think
0: he, i don't think he is I, still
1: i still don't think he. and that's yeah. i mean it, whatever it's fine. i mean like he's yeah no yeah, I'm not, like,
0: i mean there's at some point i mean at some point you have to acknowledge that and well, you i just don't know it.
1: how you couldn't like at least acknowledge the reality mm, like mm, the, it's mm. really like the Critical factor in understanding anything going on in the world, including the whole COVID scam. Right. Well, you which know,
0: which was top to bottom a Jewish gay op.
1: Absolutely. From the vaccines to the the the, the criminals and the you know in the government, the right. quote unquote public health officials. What about the fake? I mean, literally literally what about the fake aspect.
0: Wuhan stuff? Even the fake Wuhan stuff was Jews. You know, it was the the Lieber uh, Charles Lieber? Oh, the, Charles
1: Lieber, the, yeah, the
0: Harvard scientist at the Wuhan lab, and they were, and that's where that's where TRS got their stupid. Uh, it was Jews doing MERS, and they were scared of MERS, so they locked down the whole world because they were scared filthy goyim were going to give them MERS. You know, talk about a
1: like real conspiracy theory, like that.
0: Right. That's (laughs) That's absolutely like like,
1: that's like just a dumb like that doesn't even make any sense. I yeah, I I never understood that. that that
0: Well, yeah, that one that take and it took them forever to come up with it too. But um, those takes like dude, psyop, gayop. They took the common cold when it first started. I was like, they're weaponizing the, the flu. And we said that. I was like, they're weaponizing the flu. And then even before Omicron came through, I was like, I guarantee you they're gonna somehow use the common cold in this, and boom, along comes Omicron, and Omicron is literally the common cold.
1: Yeah. Which, well, which I don't trust
0: as we studied as we've studied here at the paranormies because of COVID and a lot of us had a lot of time off, um, we we realize that do, uh, when you study terrain theory, you realize that your body goes through seasonal detoxes, and when you are like we are like iPads, and uh, we sync the like why women sync up on their periods when they're around each other a lot. We sync up, our bodies sync up, and detox when we when we notice somebody else is sick quote sick that's our our body notices that and think like, okay it's time to detox and are we detox and get quote sick that's how right and that's literally all it is. And they managed to corral this uh, drum up a whole ton of fear around it, around stuff that we already knew. You know what I mean? They already had people doing hand sanitizing as it is. I have family members who have like are going to need skin grafts in between their fingers from all the cracking that's happening because of all the hand sanitizer, they need, <laughs> you know,
1: their hands are so like dried out. Oh, my God. It's
0: so terrible. My brother, yeah. my brother, I uh, love my brother to death. But he uh, my dude, take the hand sanitizer off your keychain now. Like, you know i make you're a grown dude, up. I,
1: you're I a never, grown up. Never, never use it the whole time. No. Never use the hands. Why? 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 Yeah, I, I know, have a dude.
0: I have an immune system. My body heals itself. My body fixes itself like it's supposed to. It's the most yep. beautiful, wonderful machine ever created.
1: Well, and that's the exact. See, Yeah, dude, I, you're so right. I mean, this whole COVID thing really made me realize how important. I mean, I, I've sort of always tried to be healthy and mm. you know, I work out a lot and, 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 and I do eat pretty well for the most part. Um, you know, I I guess I have sort of cheat days or whatever. Sure, once everybody
0: in a while, does. But I mean, like, yeah, I you mean, know, but I if
1: eat you, pretty well though. Yeah, I don't, don't eat take fast care of yourself. food. No, I've shit. seen.
0: I'm. I'm. You're in decent shape. I mean, I'm. I'm in better shape than than I'd say ninety percent of the guys my age. I'm in better shape than.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah,
0: so well, I mean, and,
1: and the thing is, is it's it's actually very very simple, and people understood this even like a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. before like all these big pharma companies like literally took over everything. And that's another. Uh, I mean, uh, just another angle of this Jewish conspiracy. Oh my God! Is, yeah. is that was Jewish from from start to finish, dude? Every, you know, I mean, obviously, every it company continues to this day,
0: every company has a Jewish CEO: Moderna, Pfizer, uh, Mer- Merck, uh, Johnson and Johnson. The Sputnik. This. How about the Sputnik vaccine? Those guys were Jewish, and that was the one Over that the guys in Russia. Have, yeah, in Russia, our guys were even pushing. Well, if I had to get a vaccine, I'd go get the Sputnik one if I could. I'm like what?
1: Do you follow that? Um, I think his name is Riley something. Uh, he goes by Edward Slob Squat.
0: I know the name. I, I off and on I've seen his stuff. I yeah, know, he's I know, good. Yeah.
1: He's actually really good. I follow his uh, Substack, and he's also on Telegram. I follow him on Twitter too. Okay, um, He's like a, a dude that he's an American guy that wrote for Russia today and that he's a really good writer. And then he started doing his own thing. And he's like just pointing out all these major problems mm-hmm. with Russia's response to the COVID pandemic and how they're actually – basically they seem to have like a global deep state that's in lockstep with a lot of the, you know, the stuff that you see in the United States and yeah, in Western it's,
0: Europe. It's exactly the same. They just don't have the public faggotry. They quote, got rid of the public faggotry. And so therefore now Putin is based,
1: you know, actually I was going to bring that up too. That was another topic. Uh, the whole Putin thing. Cause you guys seem to be very skeptical of Russia and Putin. Where I'm I've- skeptical of
0: all of it, man. When, when, when um, the first, I'm, 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 it's probably all of them, but like when the first four prime ministers of Israel were open KGB agents, like, mm. you know, like in Israel, yeah, Israel and Russia deep connection there, Israel and Russia are, are still palsy walsy right now, no matter what anybody says. And I, I know Johnny Gat, Oh my God, he's a Filipino or he's a Hapa or whatever. Everybody, Oh, you can't trust anybody. that's non-white. But, um, Johnny Gat, Has a very deep does a very deep dive on the Russia Israel connections, and they are equally as the Russia Israel and China connection is ridiculous. That's the silk. That's the new Silk Road, man. That the Belt Road Initiative. Yeah, Israel's brokering. Israel's brokering that deal. You know, I mean, like.
1: God, is there anything they're not involved with? No. no matter what side it is, yeah. No, that's how it works. They always get, they always it get everybody yes. on their side.
0: That's like Vegas. They yeah. they, they are the house. The ho- you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I will say though that um, since this whole special military operation, or however mm-hmm. you want to call it, you know, let's be serious, it's an invasion. Right. I have been very impressed with the way Putin handles himself, with the way you know his criticisms of the West. You know, he's basically. Perfectly assessing the corruption and the degeneracy we see in the United States, sure, in the, in the, in the Western world. I, of course, he's leaving out the obvious Jewish angle to it, but mm-hmm. he's got a lot of really important things to say. And I've been impressed with him with a lot of the Russian, you know, leaders behind him. Um, I have a lot of questions about their military strategy. I know there's been a lot of uh, alternative people that have, you know, sort of had a lot of questions as well. Like Dr. Uh, Paul Craig Roberts, for example. He actually uh, will publish a lot of his stuff in American Free Press. And he's been very critical of the Russian military campaign. Um, I don't know all the details. I mean, I'm not there. I don't, for all I know, this could be... a wag the dog type thing. And there's basically a little tiny conflict going on. And it's not this big thing. That I don't know. Is, I'm not saying that
0: that's true. That is more. I just, that I is just more don't know. like my, my theory is that it is more wag the dog. You see a lot. I mean, you know, you have trannies getting their hand blown off and that's your, that's who's that's, on, that's yeah. There's that's a lot your, of, that's who's on your mainstream, you know, female talking head morning show that all the stay at homes are looking at. And, all yeah, that, and that's what's on everybody's office. There's definitely a lot of
1: fakery. Yeah, there, sure. there is.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. It's just like everything else. There's media fakery. And as much media fakery as you and I have called out over the years, you, you can't look at this without jumping to that first and then seeing, you know, like, okay, we've seen two fake things, right? We've seen at least two fake things, the tranny and then the something else. There's been a bunch of fake that you you could call out as absolutely fake.
1: The ghost of Kiev. I oh mean, my God! The ghost of Kiev. Yes, yeah, the ghost of Kiev. There was so much fake shit. Yeah, going
0: on. so like just that in and of itself, you're like at, at this point, given my record, and I, I'm gonna automatically say fake and gay. Like just like seeing the green screen Zelensky stuff, seeing pictures of his double, uh, seeing like the shots of him supposedly doing cocaine, like all this stuff, dude. It's all just theater. And you know, there's there's uh, red meat for whatever team you're on. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's so true. Very well said.
0: Yeah, and so yeah,
1: I and, and, like, I, and again, well, I said
0: like the reality generation machine, like the meme generation machine, whatever it is, like with with like whatever you want to see, you're going to see, pretty much. The algorithm knows you, and you're going to get what you want. So so it could be a combination of wag the dog and very real. You know, because there are probably people who are actually dying out there. Probably. Mm -hmm. Probably.
1: It it sort of just depends on your perspective. You'll see what you want to see. You know, the information that that confirms what you believe will be out there for you to consume. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of got to just, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what is going on. I, you know, at this point, like I'm not following like the day-to-day updates. I do follow a podcast called The Duran. I don't know if you've heard of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: it's a couple guys I think they're Greek uh, they're both named Alexander they're on YouTube they're kind of I wouldn't say mainstream but they're you know they're on YouTube so they're they're definitely not you know talking about Jews or anything like super right. controversial but they do are they they are very you know good geopolitical analysts it's actually like to, to me like the the best that I've come across anyways you know they, they leave a lot of things out of course but you know overall I think they have a lot of really good analysis of the conflict and you know, r- r- what's going on in Russia and what's going on, you know, in other parts of the world as well. Um, but I, I I guess what I'm getting at is that overall, like, I'm looking at this overall conflict, I'm, I'm looking at the Western leadership and, you know, what they're doing and comparing it to Russia. And I don't know how you don't, <laughs> or, I don't know, not you necessarily, but just in general, I don't know how you don't look at both sides and recognize that Russia is clearly the more um, responsible statesman. I mean, they're actually like, sure. You know what I mean? Like they're they're putting their people first. They're calling out the West for all the corruption and all the mm-hmm, lies mm-hmm. that they've told. So there's a lot of bullshit on both sides for sure. And but and, um, and then you have
0: then you have Zelensky coming to the United States, and you know you have Kamala Harris and uh, Nancy Pelosi kissing his ring in Congress and waving his Ukrainian flag at him.
1: I you know it's almost like unbelievable who. I just don't even understand this anymore. It's almost like it's beyond me to even try to figure out what the hell is going on. It's so bizarre. I mean, have we ever seen a situation aside from like Israeli leaders? I mean, has there? Well, and this guy is a Jew too, by the way. Of course, yes. This guy Zelensky. He's a like a. He might even be gay. He's He's a gay
0: Jewish Jewish actor who played. He's an actor. He played the president of the Ukraine on a television show a few years ago. Yeah. Like <laughs> Again, literally played himself. Talk about
1: predictive programming. Right. Literally yeah, played dude, himself. Like, even... God, you're right. I forgot about that. No, it's so yeah, fun. It That's it's the whole thing that. is
0: like, I can't take any of it seriously, bro. None of it. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. because of stuff like that. So when you look at a story, when you're listening to a story and you hear one or two false statements or, or misrepresented facts or whatever, to me, that automatically makes uh that makes the entire story fake in my opinion so at least at least suspect yeah so. or very suspect if you can find actual falsehoods then then you're then you're yeah then then you can say it's fake but like you know mistakes are one thing misquotes are nothing but actual lies once you start finding actual untruths you're like all right well i can't trust these people
1: yeah well, it is interesting how – and it does make me uh, – r- makes me even more skeptical – not even more skeptical, but just skeptical in general of Russia with their response to COVID and how they're uh, more or less kind of going along with this, the, this sort of response that we've seen in the United States and Europe. And there, I, I don't see this really going away. I mean they're still pushing vaccines. They're still trying to make them – you know it's part of like the the childhood uh regular schedule and i mean seriously if you're vaccinating your kid at this point if you if you yourself are taking any vaccine vaccine after all of this bullshit we've seen with covid i mean you have got to be just outside of your mind right. how could you trust anything that these these people are saying the vaccine didn't work as advertised it led to all sorts of problems oh i wanted to get into the whole uh died suddenly thing with stu peters well, you guys seem to be yeah kind of skeptical of that and and well, i am something I'm very dies skeptical suddenly as peters. peters
0: and there's a yeah. lot of skepticism as to. i mean like yeah you know, there's oh, the whole stew yeah. the jew he's a he's the fucking wigger rapper you know um God, it's, talk about
1: like a. Where did this guy come from? How did he get so pop, quote unquote, popular all the time? Right. Of
0: a sudden? And I smell AstroTurf. So,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So, and he says he does say some good things, you know, don't get me wrong. But sure. It's just I mean, like, how does this guy like this come out of nowhere and get all this attention, get all these followers, which may not even be real? I mean, with the way they can manipulate that sort of shit online now.
0: Right. Right. But this,
1: the, the died suddenly. Um, meme or whatever i mean there are people dropping dead from the vaccine don't get me wrong but so what's your take because i haven't i I was kind of a little like confused hearing you guys talk about it what what do you what do you think about the whole died suddenly thing
0: well i think there are people that are dying suddenly of the vaccine i think there are people that are having reactions to the vaccine um do i know the one that tucker carlson used on his on his um show that talked about the soccer players that died suddenly there has been a major uptick like a massive amount if you want to call it an uptick a massive amount of athletes that have quote died suddenly or have had heart issues and died or 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 whatever um the one that tucker carlson used was easily debunked because there was a couple of things that were wrong in it right so that one doesn't count yeah so using my own formula so using my own formula you can't you know, if there's a couple of falsehoods in there, you know, some of those people weren't weren't exactly soccer players. So that doesn't count anyway. But like there are I mean, the fact that they have to have defibrillators at elementary schools, the fact that they have to have um, kids have to have heart scans before they can participate in wrestling programs or football programs, uh, kids, you know, the fact that there are the advertisements where they're where they're gaslighting you into believing that kids have strokes, so or heart attacks. Yeah. Heart attacks. Know, right. Yeah. All these people are having heart attacks, heart attacks, heart attacks, heart, heart issues, died, died suddenly, Um, <clears throat> died in their sleep. This person died Then you know, like something is going on and obviously it's the vaccine. I mean, it has to be, there's literally, there's literally nothing else that has been introduced, you know, to the narrative or to, to the world that, would cause any sort of this stuff happening other than these vaccines.
1: Yep. I agree. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. So, so basically your point is that this Stu Peters um, astroturfed meme of, you know, died suddenly is, is some sort of,
0: Somehow. some sort of
1: gate gatekeeping yes, or absolutely just yeah, like okay. his,
0: just like his watch the water with the snake venom thing
1: yeah man he's always putting out bullshit like that like, right
0: and so what they and do- he was
1: out there saying that like the the entire ohio river basin is going to be destroyed because of this alleged train crash which i'm increasingly more and more skeptical of um you know at least the Long-term impact, or the, even the immediate-term impacts, I just don't know. It's, it's hard to it's hard to know what to believe anymore. Yeah, but.
0: I mean, I had a friend, okay. any I, right, a friend of the wh- show, went out to East Palestine and took. A couple I saw pictures. that. Yeah, I took yeah. a couple pictures and was like, "This is a pile of dirt with a tarp over it." Yeah,
2: I think like, no, like, I saw
0: that. I are, like, are you fucking what? kidding me? So they're actually, so they are actually using. They're actually using the movie. Was it White Noise from last year? They're like, "Fuck it, just roll with it." Yeah,
1: they still they still have like a prop from the movie set. Yeah, out man, their, like, there's a, mo- that, yeah. I
0: mean, well, there's a train car well, on its side right near that pile of dirt. Clearly, that's the accident site, John. Interesting. You know what? I actually
1: made some calls. Um, I, I wrote a uh, one one of the most recent, not the the most recent, but the previous edition of the newspaper. I wrote a front page story about the derailment, and um, I, I didn't really. It, it was still there were still a lot of questions, so I didn't I didn't know exact. I didn't have. I didn't know exactly the best way to handle it because I was kind of skeptical of all the fear mongering about it. Cause anytime I see people promoting fear about, Oh, you know, you're not going to be able to live in this area like that to me, just reeks of a psyop. Yes. It reeks of, of p- keeping people in fear and just promoting some sort of agenda. And and, and, and I could look, I could be totally wrong about this and it could be a huge environmental problem. I am very doubtful of that at this point, but I, I could be way wrong about that. All That's right. just my gut feeling. Anytime I see, Major over the top fear mongering, and it's mm-hmm. usually coming from the alternative media. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least in this case, it, it just you know, I, red flags are going up. So what I did was, I mean, I'm not going to freaking drive out there. It's like you know, it's <laughs> quite a bit of a drive from where I'm at. So I, I made a bunch of calls to local businesses in the area, and I talked to a couple people. Um, two, really, two, two of them were. Went into detail with me and and talked to me for like 20 minutes. A couple of the other people I talked to were like really short and brief and they didn't really want to talk. But I I, I, um, contacted a welding company. It's called Cardinal Welding. Mm -hmm. And they, if you look at the map, they're literally directly across the street from where the alleged derailment. And I do think there was a derailment um, where this derailment happened. And the lady that I talked to, she was, uh, she like worked in the office or something. I'm not sure exactly what her role was, but she was super nice and like talked to me at length and said that yeah, we even have it on footage. You know, it's on our Facebook page. Uh, the train derailed like right across the street from where our shop is at, and we, we did have to evacuate the whole area. She said the whole area was shut down for like ten days, hmm. and they all had to evacuate while they were cleaning everything up. She said that she didn't know of anybody that had any sort of health problems. She said that there wasn't really, um, any problems with the air or any lasting lingering effects from the chemicals, at least as far as she knew. And, you know, her in her direct experience, she didn't know anybody that was having problems. She didn't know anybody that was, you know, um, you know, noticing like chemicals in the air or anything like that. Uh, you know, and she works again directly across from where this happened. Now, of course that's very anecdotal, but, at the same time, I think it's really sort of raises a lot of questions in my mind. And um, she seemed to be actually very sort of I don't know if satisfied is the right word, but very uh, content with the way the local people were responding and like handling and cleaning up the cleaning up the train wreck. And one thing she did say is is one and, and this shouldn't surprise anybody. One of their main concerns was getting the rail line open again. I mean, of course, you know in this corporate, you know, profit driven country where that's all they, all these big businesses care about. They don't give a shit about the workers or the environment or the community. They just want to make more money. She said that that was like one of the main goals was get this line back open so they can get this freight moving again. Mm -hmm. So anyways, you know, who knows exactly what's going on again? I'm kind of skeptical of like the hysteria. You saw the same thing with Fukushima. Remember when that happened? Yes,
0: absolutely, like, oh, absolutely. I remember when and Like you weren't
1: going to be able to swim in the Pacific yes. Ocean. Oh my God.
0: No eating tuna for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'll never
2: I'm, I'm eat in, sushi again. Zen.
1: I was in San Diego at the time, and I'm like going to the beach every weekend, like mm-hmm. in the water. Like, okay, nothing. <laughs> this is fine. Like, what are we talking about here? is going to irradiate the entire ocean. Give me a break. Yeah. I think I, I tend to think that we have a lot. We're, we're a lot less capable of like altering this this earth is so incredible and it's almost like a well, a human like, body to where it can like heal itself you absolutely
0: know, like, i was just gonna say that yeah. uh, it really is well i mean earth is just an anagram for heart mm. you know so yeah yeah and the earth i mean you know i've already we've talked about this on the show before but like i mean i, I already believe that the abiogenesis of oil you know that's just the lifeblood of the earth or the earth just makes oil
1: yeah, I know. I see you guys post stuff like that on your telegram channel and I, I yeah, I I'm totally on board with that.
0: So there's a lot of people. On, mm-hmm. I'm saying if we live on a on a um on a flat level plane in infinite directions that is is being rendered, you know, via some simulation computer that we can't even fathom, then all of that stuff is possible.
1: Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense too, because again, you see the fear mongering with the mm-hmm. You know, the people that claim that, you know, quote unquote, fossil fuels. What a ridiculous term right. that is.
0: Right. <laughs> I, that was the Rockefellers. Those the Rockefellers. Yeah. It was a combination. Yeah. So what they had to do, it was a combination of selling dinosaurs and antiquity w- with this new fuel system that they, they quote, discovered or figured out how to use after uh, inheriting all this ether based. um equipment, you know, infrastructure, all this all this stuff that ran on electricity that they couldn't harness anymore, maybe. Yeah. Or just wow. didn't want to. It just didn't want to because it would have been free and they could charge people for oil-based.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think that's probably what happened. You know, and, and you know, that gets into the whole Tartaria and, like, the ancient sure. technology and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Man, this stuff is all so interesting to me. And yeah, it's and still see how relatively connect and how we can connect, we can connect all
0: of these and everything can roll into all into another topic. All this stuff you can go from COVID to, to, you know, hidden history to Tartaria back to nine eleven. 11. I mean, because all this I stuff know. has something. Yeah. We
1: started out with COVID and we're, yeah, now we're mm-hmm. at Tartaria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I think that, I think that like this whole idea of fossil fuels, this is another fear-based mind control program. The idea that, Oh, we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to run out of oil at some peak oil, they say. And we're not going to have any more oil to, to make gasoline. Peak and,
0: oil was years ago.
1: I know, dude. They've been saying this shit for how how long now? And and it really, it's just to conceal the fact that the Earth is able to rep, like replenish itself mm-hmm. with you know oil and all these other you know just resources we have you know in the, in the world now that doesn't mean that there aren't very real environmental problems there sure absolutely,
0: absolutely. Are. i mean absolutely there are there are there are rivers coming out of india and china that the water will like burn your skin right off
1: dude yeah you see some horrific stuff in the third world and um yeah it's just it's just tragic and the, so the, those are like actual genuine environmental concerns not like quote-unquote peak oil or, or any of this other global warming i mean give me a break Again, the whole concept of global warming, another fear-based mind control program.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it's gross. It's like a thing that scares people into doing things that is bad for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when when COVID rolled out, um, I remember coming across, and I had never heard of him before, a guy named Patrick Wood. Are you familiar with his website, technocracy.news?
0: Sounds familiar, yes.
1: Yeah, he's really good on this stuff. He had this whole article um, outlining how the architects of the global warming scam, um, including what was that? What's that university in Britain Uh, that was? um, I don't know if it was Oxford. I mean, I know that's one in the UK, but it was one that was like involved. (laughs) it, (laughs) It was the one that was involved in all the global warming nonsense. And then they came out with all these models these simulations about how COVID would spread and take over the world and kill all these people. They were like the alarmists behind both global warming and COVID. Oh man. I can't remember that. Anyways, um, I I came across his work and man, he, he had a lot of really, he connected a lot of dots when it came to that, like the technocracy aspect of it and how it all tied into these, like, you know, the whole global warming scam was basically, or, or, sorry covid was basically an extension of the whole global warming scam and how technocracy was an important concept that i hadn't really understood all that well and until i came across his stuff
0: yeah um
1: if you guys can get him on that'd be a good interview i haven't been able to get him on i've e- emailed him a couple times but
0: we get we we try we get a lot of we email a lot of people and sometimes they don't email back yeah. yeah, you guys
1: have a lot of good guests, though. You guys, we do.
0: Have- we we have had quite a few good ones, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm surprised. Sometimes I'm like, really? Okay, cool. Let's deal. Let's have him on. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> the guy, the Texan, um, that likes to drink Modelo and talk to you guys, yes. boy, Jason Bashir yeah. from Archaics. <laughs> love that guy. Yeah, man. That gosh, I need to watch more of his YouTube. I've only seen like a couple of his YouTube. Oh videos Oh my before. god, that's that,
0: one. Yeah, so that when dude. I'm-
1: that dude is man. That's one of the ones where you sit down and you'll watch like ten hours of it and like. Yep. Still, still like want to learn more.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what did I just hear? Holy shit. And Gary Wayne, too. Like, we had Gary Wayne on again this season, and he is a veritable encyclopedia. He would go for like, he would go on like a five, six minute rant, and I would be listening. I'm like, okay, I got to ask him about that. Okay, I got to ask him about that. Oh shit! I, I, forgot what the, I forgot what the first one was, <laughs> and by the time we get to the sixth yeah. one, and I'm trying to write it down, and I and I can't write them down fast enough, and it just becomes like a blurry mess of words, and then I and then I forgot what I was going to say, anyways. So I'm just like, go ahead, Gary, keep going.
2: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, tr- trust me, I I know I was the same way. I'm like, damn, I need to like listen to this like three times. Oh, I listened to and it, I, and I'm still going to have like questions about it. Yeah, right.
0: I did the interview, and I went back and listened to it twice. You know, yeah, yeah. I, but I love Gary Wayne. I love having those guys. On. I love having guys on that are smarter than me, and that's not that hard, you know. Because apparently, <laughs> I'm 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 not that smart. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Know, whatever.
1: You know, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, I don't think I'm frankly that smart. Either. Right, I just
2: right.
1: I mean, well, you know, can take a little initiative and, and and try to try to think for myself and and try to interview and talk to. People that are way smarter than me. <laughs> sure.
0: Well, that's the, yeah. that's and that's the best part. That's the best part about that is I got the I got the show. I got the microphone. So like you know have you you know have people come on and, and you know come hang out and talk. I don't have to do a lot of the, a lot of that stuff. You know a lot of the thinking. Just let the just let the guests do the talking, right? Yeah. People exactly. at work. People at work think I'm smart though, so that's cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a lot smarter than you know your
2: average normally out there. And that's sure. yeah,
0: and that's that's the thing is it doesn't take much, you know, to. And I realized that in like third grade, right? I'm like, wow, I'm smarter yeah. than the teacher too. Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is going to be no, easy. I
1: was, I was also going to ask you guys: Have you guys ever um, had anybody that's into like the Christian identity perspective of the yes, Bible? Yes, we have.
0: We have. Oh, you have. Okay. Um, we haven't had, we haven't done uh, much of a show on it, but um, that's something that that a lot of people have wanted to talk about. That's the whole like, we was Jews. Except, except not yeah, the Kang's version, it's the white people's version of it,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's it, well, I think it's a little bit more complex than well, that, yeah. Basically, I mean, that's the quick it, version, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I look at it, at, I actually find it very convincing, although I still have a lot of questions about it. And it's a topic that I kind of discovered again, like years ago, like I came across like all these different, you know, r- like rabbit holes, like sort of quickly. and... I've tried to you know dive down as, as much as mm-hmm. I can in each one of them over the years, but Christian identity is one that I still have a lot of questions, but overall, I find it pretty convincing at least the basics of what I understand, and that is that um the people we know as Jews today are actually the seed line of Cain and like the accursed people in the Bible, and that certainly makes a lot of sense when you <laughs> look at how evil and, and everything that they're up to today right and that um Gosh, you know, I, I can't even get into too much detail, but I, I do find it pretty convincing, pretty interesting for sure. And I know you guys kind of get into a lot of Christian based ideas mm-hmm. in it. I'm sure it would be a great conversation. if you. Get, there's a guy named Eli James I could maybe put you in touch with. I've interviewed him cool. a few
0: times. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Yeah, get me his information. Yeah. yeah. But yeah.
1: I think having, you know, like you, just hearing you guys like have a round table with somebody like that would be would be really interesting.
0: That'd be fun. Sure, man. What we got left here? How much time do we got left? Let me look. Uh-huh. a few more minutes what else do want, what else do you want to throw in here we got a, we got a five ten more minutes
1: boy i don't even know man Unless we've covered a lot of territory okay. no yeah this has been good man kind of a laid back right. shoot the shit type conversation it's been good
0: yeah we had good to,
1: good, to, good to catch up with you again man it's it's been a while
0: yeah i mean like you know you started off again i hate to keep bringing this up but you started off in the trs facebook group and you got kicked out before i even got invited <laughs> probably right. yeah no you probably. did no definitely you did yeah. because i brought you up in the group and that was when i was like they were like oh god another 9-11 truther yeah and that yeah, was right exactly. off the bat right off the bat that should have told me something about that whole entire group of people and i was like i'm gonna red pill them all on 9-11 and, and none of them were red pills none of them are still red pill on 9/11. none of them
1: and you know I, I and i remember being like baffled like what? Like, how do you not recognize that? How like, does. You guys You guys are like some of the leading anti Semites, and you're disagreeing with me when I say that the Jews did 9 11? I mean, right. give me a break, dude. Right. Have you even like looked at any of the evidence? I mean, I remember talking about like Christopher, I've interviewed Christopher Boleyn, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Thorne, the late Victor Thorne, who also wrote for American Free Press, Michael Collins Piper, the late Michael Collins Piper, mm-hmm. who also, again, wrote for American Free Press. Love the Michael Review. Collins Piper. Yeah, Michael Collins. You know what? And I had a huge conflict with him because of the whole Sandy Hook drawn like situation. I oh, yeah? was like convinced. Oh yeah, man! I was like convinced right off the bat that Sandy Hook was a total hoax. Mm-hmm. And he took the total opposite perspective and was claiming that anybody that was saying it was a hoax was a government like operative. Oh, and I'm like, what? Well, that I was his.
0: You? That's his. That was my. That was Michael's go-to though. If you didn't agree with him, you were government operative.
1: Yeah. Yeah which which, whatever so, i mean
0: like he was he was still a great writer
1: oh yeah dude he was yeah he's he was a just a, a legend really a really mm-hmm. underrated underappreciated legend i think Absolutely. despite you know my disagreements with him he was
0: before i got red standing on, writer before i got red pilled on kennedy not being assassinated at all i always stood by michael collins piper's theories
1: yeah so you're oh god that's another thing that we could have taught the whole nuke 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 hoax. Okay. I, I,
0: everything's a hoax but
1: that yeah, dude. Like I was convinced of that years ago as well, mm-hmm. and um and, and even I remember who, who made the I can't remember the guy's name that made the documentary about the JFK assassination being a media psyop as well.
2: Ooh, I it, it I wasn't have not
1: Simon seen Shack. a
0: documentary on this though. I would like to see that.
1: Yeah, I remember coming across it a long time ago. No, I mean, been, I'll just
0: if you can find it, send it to me. But if it's probably yeah, for been sure, Scrub. it's probably been scrubbed. But yeah, so the but like yeah, all those guys like man it's all a media psyop and we have been controlled by the media since the media became mass media and it's been mass control you know and now they can yep. update our software at you know uh 4k in 1080p or whatever you know what i mean At 60 hertz in 4k
1: yeah yeah, well I mean think about like that whole NPC meme and like, you mm-hmm. know, you turn off Ukraine and you or you turn off COVID and turn on Ukraine and mm-hmm. you know shit like that. Like it is amazing how they can just manipulate the masses so easily. Yep. And dude, yeah, that's I mean, that to me is like really what this is all about. And,
0: and it that's you know, that, if that's just, not talking about Jews. No. It is talking about Jews. The media It's is all Jews. about
1: Jews. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Yeah, man, yeah. No, I so. I agree. And yeah, that that always was really
0: dumbfounding, like <laughs> How they could be so only the like, Holocaust against. is the only conspiracy theory, bro. Only yeah. the Holocaust. Yeah. Everything else, everything else go the, look, the media would not lie to us about those kids getting shot. The media would not lie to us about those kids getting shot. The media would not lie to us about those kids over there getting shot. The Media wouldn't lie to us about that. The media wouldn't let no, they would only lie to us about the Holocaust. Yeah, exactly.
1: It just, I just found it to be a very, um, just sort of backwards way, like a a, a fallacious way of thinking about narratives. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they could be so good on certain topics, whether it's racial issues, black on white crime. Well,
0: everybody does that, and it's politics. And like, like with flat Earth, even right, you have if, like, yeah, you have guys, you have people who have found flat Earth and will fight globe earthers the way globe earthers fight flat earthers, instead of realizing that all of it is a fucking mathematically created simulation and none of that is actually real. You know what I mean? It's not like the reality is, is all you can see is this flat level plane. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all you can see is all you can see anything out, outside of your line of sight. It, it, it's far it's not rendered in your reality, you know, like, sorry, that's just kind of how it works, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all that memory in my computer storage, like they don't use all the, you know, it's just like a computer. This whole thing works just like in computer. Anyways, that's that's like we could do that for two hours talking about simulation. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're we're gonna have to have you back on again, John. This is this is good, man. We always
1: yeah, fun. for sure, dude. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, maybe you can come back on my show at some point. For um, sure. I love what you guys do, man. Keep up the good work for Thank sure, you. and uh, yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch.
0: Right on, man. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you later, dude.
1: Okay, have a good one, man.
0: You too. See you.
1: All right. Bye. All right.
0: All right. That was John friend, uh, assistant editor of the Barnes review. I got that wrong earlier and owner of the realist report. Check it out. RealistReport.com. Uh, the Barnes review definitely get yourself a subscription to that. I've been, uh, I've been subscribing for going on four years now. I don't know. Daniel Kuhn picked me up a subscription a few years back as a Christmas present and I've just been keeping it going. It's such a great magazine. Um, I mean, as far as they go, it's it's the best revisionist print magazine on earth. And the fact that they still print it is amazing. So yes, support them. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here. And there will definitely be a creepypasta after this. We'll see you live on Tuesday. Over on Pilled, over on D Live, and over on Odyssey for the Nationalist Inquirer. Who knows who will show up this week? You just have to... Tune in and check it out. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here and we'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. I never get to say. Last year, we moved into a new house. Well, it's new to us, but the house itself is over 300 years old. The realtor was very happy with herself on closing day. She handed us a laminated certificate from the historical society that went with the house. It's been here since before this was even called America. I thought that was pretty neat at the time. We hung it in the foyer. My dad was really into restoration, so that's why we got the house. To basically restore it to its original condition. The people who had it last ripped out the beautiful spiral stairway and put in a new set. That was one of dad's first projects. A few weeks later and we have the winding stairway complete with wooden railings. It looked just like it did in the old photos. Turns out there were plenty of old photos of the interior of the house from back when it was built. My dad got his hands on them to help him return every aspect he could to its originality, from detailed molding to stencil patterns on the plaster walls. There were a lot of projects to be done for sure. We took out the modern cabinets and replaced them with antique ones. We ripped up the floors to get to the 12 inch wide original floorboards. One day we were ripping the ceiling out in the den to get to the beautiful old original beams above us. It was dirty but rewarding to see those 300-year-old hand-hewn beams up there. Suddenly something caught my eye. It was a small tin box crammed up in between the beams. I stepped on over in my stilts and pulled it free. It was about the size of my wallet. I opened it up and inside I found an old photograph, probably from the 1800s. It had two men and an old woman in it. They were dressed in old-fashioned clothing. Another figure in the picture off to the left side of them, barely in frame, was very gray and smudged. He had a large stovepipe-style hat on. He looked out of proportion with the other figures in the picture. Maybe a mistake in the development? Behind it was another photograph, older than the last one. This one had five people in it and what looked like a family photograph with three children, two boys, and one girl. Also, a large gray man with a stovepipe hat, off to their left, very fragmented and smeared again. The people in the photo didn't seem to be aware of him. The photograph isn't taken in any way to show him in the center frame. He's just kind of lurking in the back, the way someone might try to photobomb someone nowadays. Creepy. So my dad comes over on his own pair of stilts and pulls his respirator down, taking a look at the photographs in my hands. He tripped up on the tarp we laid down on the floor for debris, and he nearly went down, but I let the tin in my hand drop to the floor and caught him right on time. Close one. We took our stilts off and decided to take a break. I looked around on the floor for the contents and started looking at them again. They seemed to tell a story. These are very old. They must belong to the people who lived here when the house was built. That would be Connor McDerby, an Irishman. Along with those two photographs, I was astonished to see two more older hand-drawn pictures. They were black and white, done in graphite stenciling. The first was a man and a woman together outside of the house. Our house. It looked almost like the American Gothic painting by Grant Wood. Those people looked just as dismayed. The biggest difference between that piece of art and this, of course, was the tall, gray man with the hat drawn in over the man's left side. Hmm. Drawn in. Not a photographic development issue. The other had the gothic Americans in a covered wagon, with two cattle pulling it. The man in the hat was standing behind the ox cart. A couple of days went by and I had horrible nightmares. The man with the tall hat was standing in the corner of my eye everywhere. It was creepy to find those pictures and photos, but this was a full-on haunting. There's just no other way to say it. I wasn't the only one either. My mom came home from work saying she had seen a ghost on the road just a minute from home and she almost hit it with her car. I thought it was a man. I would have hit him if it was, though. I had no time to stop and the car went right through him. My eyes widened at that. "'How do you know it was a hymn?' I asked, "'already knowing my mother must be haunted by the same ghost as I. "'My poor mother, all the color drained from her face, still, shrugged her shoulders. "'His hat. Men wore hats like that back in the day. "'The next day I decided to spend the day in the library going through microfiche, "'trying to find anything I could on the old McDerby farm. "'Someone went through a lot of trouble to make omissions, "'but all of those created a pattern. "'People died at that house. A lot of people. "'No murders, just accidents.' The reports were always vague. Some of them wouldn't list the address, or there would be an accident somewhere in walking distance from the house. The records went back to an old colonial paper in the 1750s. In total, maybe twenty deaths occurred on or near that property. Maybe with family members, parents, mom and dad. Mom and dad. I left the library as fast as I could, driving past cornfields and pastures full of cows. All the worst thoughts were in my head. I can't help but think of my mother or my father's faces on some of those police pictures from the library. 50 miles an hour, then almost 60, too fast. Suddenly, the man in the tall hat stands before me in the middle of the road. Instead of just blowing through him like my mother had done, I slammed on my brakes. The car veered out of control and it flipped several times. I don't remember much after the car went airborne, just that my head hit something pretty hard. There were no hospitals anywhere in that part of the country, so I was taken to the inner city and cared for for over a week before I came to. It was another week before I was out of bed at all. I had a torn rotator cuff in my shoulder and my internal organs were pretty swollen from being jostled up so badly. My parents came by a few times to visit, seeming to be in good spirits each time, probably just to see me doing better, but I knew them better than that. I could see a sleepless stare in their eyes, dark rings under each, both had lost weight. I told myself this haggard look was due to my condition in the hospital and that things would become better for us when I could return to help out. A few more days passed without seeing one another, but arrangements were made for me to be picked up and brought back home to the farmhouse. The day before I was due to come home, I got a phone call. I figured it was my dad. So I picked up the corded hospital phone near my bed and held it to my ear. It was a man with a clear, stern voice who I didn't recognize. He asked me to confirm my identity. I'm sorry I have to be the one to tell you this. Your parents were involved in I dropped the phone and it ricocheted off the ground, cracking the receiver loudly. I froze with agony and fear at the tall gray man in the stovepipe hat. He was standing there in the left side corner of my room.